It's hard to put into words that feeling you get when you experience a pure Rocky Mountain getaway. Whether it's the thrill of an epic hike or the tranquility of small town charm in the village of Estes Park, Colorado, it's a feeling they know well. Only a 90-minute drive from Denver, and you're surrounded by awe-inspiring views, endless adventure, and a picturesque downtown with restaurants, shops, breweries, art galleries, and family attractions. Start planning your Rocky Mountain escape now at www.visitestespark.com. Oohs and ahs included. Industry leading. Difference making. Tomorrow shaping. World changing. These are a few of the adjectives people use to describe the technologies and companies Deloitte works with day in and day out. Join us, and soon those very same adjectives could describe your career too. Explore technology careers at Deloitte.com slash techcareers and make an impact on business, technology, and society while engineering your future. At Deloitte. podcast is intended for mature audiences. The views and opinions expressed are those of the panelists and do not reflect in any way those of the podcast partners, sponsors, or affiliates. Enjoy. Hi, this is Michael Buffer, and you're listening to the voice of the people. Let's get ready for Boxing Voice. Every day I'm hustling, 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 hustling. Every day I'm hustling, every day I'm hustling. Good morning, TBV. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. Thank God it's Friday, right? Ain't today Friday? Let me see the watch. It is Friday the 22nd. We got Brian Custard. Scheduled at 9.30, and I believe Chris Glover scheduled at 10 a.m. Uh, and we're going to have a jam-packed show. Uh, good morning to everyone out there. If that good morning TBV didn't make it to you, uh, you know, we're here. We're rocking out, man. We're talking boxing every single day. It never stops. Definitely not for us anyway. You know, we love what we do. I know I do. So I'm back to talk about you know who. Tim Bradley is on record saying that Canelo Alvarez is not pound for pound if he cannot knock out Yevini Yerdim. He says he's not pound for pound if he cannot knock out Yerdim. He said, Yeardum is a punching bag. Yeah. He actually said the word punching bag. Yo, Bradley, in his old age, has gotten real, you know, (laughs) 
cutthroat, right? Like, he had a lot to say about the PBC fighters. Now he's got some more to say here about Canelo. I kind of like the energy. Um, he's putting, I guess, his metaphorical foot on people's necks. He's keeping, you know... Uh, the fire on them. I don't know, but let me let me let me give you some of these juicy, juicy uh, Tim Bradley quotes to see if maybe you agree. He says, and 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 let's be clear. He he's he's not just saying he's not pound for pound. I mean he's 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 not happy with Canelo Alvarez's opposition. Uh, this is a boxing scene article, and. Um, Bradley isn't isn't expecting too much from this yeardom contest. He believes uh, Canelo will break down and stop yeardom uh, in vicious fashion before the sixth round. And I quote: "In a fight like this, Canelo should look very, very impressive, and he should win this fight in spectacular fashion. It should be a highlight reel knockout. Sports Center top ten. Top 10 KOs in all of boxing by the end of 2021. When it's all said and done, he can raise his profile and his standing with a KO win. Because that's what a lot of fans want to see. And this is Tim Bradley, former world champion, multiple division champion, uh, who was talking with ESPN. And that's what he had to say. Now, it almost sounds like he's giving Canelo praise, but it's also the blueprint, right? It's like, look, if you're going to fight this type of guy, you're going to want to make a statement. Um, but real quick, we got some cash apps. Um, I want to say thank you to Christian Camillo, who sends uh, a congratulations uh, on the house. God bless and good luck. Well, thank you. Uh, for your kind words, brother. Uh, definitely appreciate it. And I freaking can't look forward uh, to getting there, even though everybody's hitting me up about Bears and Panthers now. Uh, like many people. <laughs> Shout out to James Benitez, who says, Mario gonna sleep somebody. Put some respect on his name. Uh-oh. Show kid, they coming for you early in the morning, man. Early in the morning. Um... Yeah, so two cash apps early in the morning. Shout out, shout out, shout out for the love. Uh, so we got more quotes. He says, Yeardom should get stopped before the sixth round. He's a mandatory challenger who deserves to fight Canelo according to the sanctioning body. But at this point, we know what these sanctioning bodies are about. Moving guys in certain places that can be benefited a benefit no excuse me moving guys in certain places that can benefit their pockets their franchise and improve the way their marquee fighters look why isn't a guy like david benavides who had the title and was one of the youngest guys ever to win that same title in line for a chance to win it back instead now that sounds good in theory right but we gotta we gotta be real uh, Bradley's out here reaching like the hatred for Canelo is so large that people want the sanctioning body to strip you if you miss weight but then because the next person in line isn't as good as you let's just give you your belt back that's what y'all saying y'all saying y'all hate Canelo so much that even though Benavides was stripped and lost his belt at the scales 
he should be in line to fight for it immediately. He shouldn't be penalized or punished for missing weight and not conducting himself as a champion. Let's just be clear. That's the message that Bradley wants to send out there. But um, Bradley goes on to say, the only problem I have with Alvarez, he's not fighting the best guys right now. He's winning these belts, challenging guys in different weight classes. You have a guy at 168 in Benavidez who wants all the smoke, but Canelo won't fight him. You have a guy in Jamal Charlo who would probably be willing to go up to fight Canelo. There's always talk about how these guys don't really want to fight or how the money isn't right or how they haven't fought enough names to be worthy of a shot. But come on, stop it. It's just a way to avoid a fighter and a fight you don't want. Bradley said to ESPN, hmm. And I further quote, Yeerdom is a punching bag. I watched this fight with Chris Eubank Jr. and he got smoked in that fight. I saw him against Darrell. The Darrell fight was exciting. Wild fight and it ended prematurely, but he lost. That's his most recent fight. And it was two years ago. Now he's going to step up against Canelo and do better than that? He's one-dimensional. There's nothing that Yeardum should be able to do against Canelo. He doesn't have that one-punch knockout power. He's a guy who comes straight forward. His head is always in the middle. He leans forward over his front knee. He's almost six feet tall, and Canelo is smaller at 5'9", but we've seen Canelo have success against taller guys, and even so, Yeardum and Canelo have the same arm reach. Now, I just want to say, Bradley is mentioning Canelo's height, who's 5'9". FYI, Bradley was 5'8", never left the welterweight division. Uh, and I further quote, you look at Yeardum, he's fought a few guys, but anytime he stepped up in class of opponent, he's been destroyed. He's looked terrible. He gets beaten. If Canelo does not knock this guy out, he cannot possibly be considered the best pound-for-pound -pound fighter in the world. It's just a fight. It's nothing that I will be willing to pay for to watch. Damn. Why are you coming for my man King Nello like that? Like he like Nello ain't out here doing everything to carry the sport, man. So so the secondary article that I want to give you guys is the counter to that argument, right? Bradley being the hater that he is. You know, I know today all all the Canelo haters are going to become Bradley fans. They're going to say Bradley isn't a hater. They're going to magically forget that Bradley took shots at all the PBC fighters in the welterweight division who are actually fighting each other to defend his friend on his side of the street who hasn't fought any welterweight, right? We're going to forget that Bradley is biased when he talks about all his top-ranked fighters because, obviously, Canelo is bigger than Bradley, so the hatred for Canelo is larger. He's a more popular fighter. Understandable. Understandable. Uh, but the counter argument to that is, why aren't we getting... It's hard to put into words that feeling you get when you experience a pure Rocky Mountain getaway. Whether it's the thrill of an epic hike or the tranquility of small town charm in the village of Estes Park, Colorado, it's a feeling they know well. Only a 90-minute drive from Denver, and you're surrounded by awe-inspiring views, endless adventure, and a picturesque downtown with restaurants, shops, breweries, art galleries, and family attractions. Start planning your Rocky Mountain escape now at www.visitestespark.com.
oohs and ahs included. Industry leading, difference making, tomorrow shaping, world changing. These are a few of the adjectives people use to describe the technologies and companies Deloitte works with day in and day out. Join us, and soon those very same adjectives could describe your career too. Explore technology careers at Deloitte.com slash techcareers and make an impact on business, technology, and society while engineering your future. At Deloitte. Canelo any praise? Why isn't he getting any praise for staying active? In a day where we need our champions to be fighting to make our sport relevant, where UFC fans continuously tell us that we're losing to them, where UFC is doing better numbers than us, yeah, I think it's a great idea for Canelo to stay active like the greats of yesteryear. Muhammad Ali was fighting four times a year, you know? And let's be clear, the last time Canelo has been this active has been since 2011. Think about the level of opposition that he was probably facing in 2011, you know? So... Instead of tearing him down, I think that we need to be praising the fact that Canelo on February 27th will be making a title defense of a mandatory challenger in Miami, no less. He's opening up a whole new market in a whole new stadium, and it will be his second fight in 70 days. In 70 days. Again, in a sport where we need our quote-unquote faces of boxing to show their face this man is being torn down for that now think about it we could think back to so many years of fighters just fighting two times a year you know imagine what floyd could have done for the sport if he was slid in a tune-up in between his two fights right so pay-per-view in the beginning of the year maybe a a tune up in August, right? Because he liked to, to go on on he liked to go on on single de Mayo. So you got to figure like a a May fight, and then like a uh, August fight, maybe no, nope, because he likes September too. So he would have had to do May, September, December. You know what I'm saying? A December fight on regular Showtime or HBO, whatever network he was on back then, right? Because you going six months dark. Now, Floyd never really went dark because he he had a full grip on his social media right from the door, man. Shout out to Floyd, you know. He was always promoting. He was always doing something, you know what I mean? So he was, he was doing what he had to do, but not everybody does that. That's the thing. So, you know, these guys fight, and then they go dark. So... I don't know, man. It's it's it's. I think that he needs to be getting the the praise for what he's doing, right? I mean, he's very very active, and I mean, if, if you're the zone, he's the only reason people are subscribed. Him and AJ, and AJ's not doing this. AJ's not fighting this frequently, you know. And think about it; these are eight figure paydays. You understand? These are eight figure paydays. Uh, he's out here fighting. <laughs> he's out here fighting and scraping up all that money. Uh, but the fact that he's staying so active, it's only going to make that Keller Plant pay-per-view 
or that Billy Joe fight. Well, I, I really think both. I think both because, you know, he just fought Callum Smith in December, comes right back, fights Yeardum in February, comes right back with the two-fight matchroom deal that is solidified now. It's, it's written in stone. It's official and fights Billy Joe. And now he's able to negotiate with Kellup for Undisputed in September. And according to this athletic article with Michael Coppinger, he's even looking at a December fight. Like, I don't know. He got the sport on his back, especially for DAZN. Especially for DAZN. He's giving him everything and more. So... I don't know. I mean, look, it's, 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 um, I guess it's a given, you know, coming out of my mouth to your ears. If I say, well, I'm going to give him his praise, you're going to say, well, what's new? Uh, but yeah, I'm going to give him his praise, man. I'm going to give him his praise for staying this active. I'm going to give him his praise for, for definitely carrying the sport, you know? Um, that layoff with Kovalev to Callum Smith was due to the contract. Let's not forget that. He would have been active. There was offers sent out. Things just couldn't happen. His fight with Billy Joe was already going to happen May of last year. So he's doing the right thing, man. You got to understand, not every single fight is going to be a tough fight. Every fight can't be a tough fight and i think that more people need to do that you know i had did some research uh for this show and if you look at oscar and floyd i mean these dudes were fighting two times a year for a long time for a long long time like that just becomes the thing you're once you become a certain level of stardom all of a sudden you can't fight more than twice a year it's hard for them when a fighter tells us he's going to fight three times, we like, oh, you're going to fight three times? But but could we really name fighters? on? Can we use two hands to name fighters on the at least B plus A level? Like from a B plus to an A plus. How many of those guys are fighting three times of a year? Three times out of the year. Four times out of the year. And how many of those dudes are fighting twice? Think of Sean Porter. Think of Keith Thurman. Think of even Crawford. Two times, man. Everybody. Gary Russell, one time. You know? Most champions, two times a year. So, activity is something that's very important. Because the opposite of activity is ring rust. You know? And, listen. Why would you want ring rust? If you can stay active, now, people are going to call in and say, oh, yeah, the mail, you know, this is bullshit, the zone getting ripped off, uh, but that's none of your business, what, what, the, what, the, what, the, what the price for this is or anything. Your business is that you have boxing to watch. Either you can choose to watch it or not watch it. What they're paying him, they shouldn't be spending it on him, that's none of your business. As a boxing fan, you should be happy to see Canelo and whatever card is going to be placed underneath because that's also what we need to understand when we give all this hate. Understand that there are there's a, a plethora of undercard fighters that are getting shine 
and that are getting the fight on Canelo's undercard and that are getting recognition and noticed and interviews and a paycheck. Without a Canelo card, you can't put an undercard. Without a Canelo card, you probably can't pay certain fighters. So he's also establishing, you know, a platform for other fighters to go ahead and get some fights off during a time where if you're not a big name, you can't get a TV date. You can't secure a venue. Your promoter can't afford a bubble. So, I mean, there's a lot to think about other than just, oh, man, Canelo's fighting. I never heard of him. Cool, but you did hear of Smith. He was the number one. And you do know Kovalev. He was a three-time champion. So, like, Oscar slid, slid in Stevie Forbes. You know, Mayweather slid in uh, his Sean Bay Mitchells. You know what I mean? Like, it's not always going to be a number one or an A-plus fighter. It, it, it's just not. But we do have Brian Custard uh, scheduled here in about Ochos Minutos. And, uh, yeah, we're going to talk some boxing. We're going to ask him the same thing, man. We're going to see how he feels about uh, Canelo's activity. Does he mind it? Or does he prefer it, right? I prefer all fighters. I didn't complain when Shakur fought whoever he fought in the bubble. I want to see my fighters fight. You know, I want to see my fighters fight. I didn't tell Earl, oh, you got to come back and fight uh, Danny Garcia. Nah. I wanted him to get a tune-up. He the one said no tune-ups. You know? I didn't I didn't criticize Dillian White. Or excuse me, uh Andy Ruiz for not taking the Dillian White fight. I said, nah, let that man, let that man rebuild. He realized his mistakes and he want to go to the gym and get right. He don't want to just take another big fight for a big check without being physically prepared. You know? My energy's always the same, man. Everybody's entitled to tune-ups. See, the people that don't want tune-ups or don't understand what a tune-up is, you know, I hate to sound like that, but it's like because you've never been in the ring. You've never been in the ring, man. If you have, you wouldn't be saying those type of things, man, because every fight can't be that level. It just can't, you know? Even Wilder. I, you know I said, yo, yo, take a tune-up. Take a tune-up. Work on some shit. Everybody's... It's hard to put into words that feeling you get when you experience a pure Rocky Mountain getaway. Whether it's the thrill of an epic hike or the tranquility of small-town charm, in the village of Estes Park, Colorado, it's a feeling they know well. Only a 90-minute drive from Denver, and you're surrounded by awe-inspiring views, endless adventure, and a picturesque downtown with restaurants, shops, breweries, art galleries, and family attractions. Start planning your Rocky Mountain escape now at www.visitestespark.com. Oohs and ahs included. Entitled to it, man. Everybody. You know? Everybody. You, 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 you can't go through the fire every single time and not get burnt and not need recovery time it's called recovery time people that's what that is nothing nothing out of this world man let me just hit custer
because uh, he just realized he's ready. All right. So, yeah, man, um, I think that is the counter argument. No, this may not be the level of opposition that you want, but the fighter is remaining active, you know? Three, four fights a year in a calendar 12-month year, that's that's the type of headlines that I want for the sport that I love. You understand? Canelo gets writers writing. All top fighters. If Floyd fights, whether it's a YouTuber, whether it's tension, we talk about it. You know, the big names fight, we talk about it. Whether it's Crab and Lobster, we're going to talk about it because he's fighting Crawford. We talk about it. So if these guys are, are fighting more, we'll talk about them more and our sport will grow. Now, listen, this is not just like opinion, right? Like I have Google Trends that I follow. You know, this is my business. So I get pings whenever certain fighters are raise a certain level, right? Like if they get to like 100 search score, I get a ping. Boxing raises, I get a ping, you know, so that I can know what is trending in my niche. You know, I get alerts. So again, when the big names fight, what do you think happens to the graph? It goes above the 100 peak. You understand? Wilder, I showed it to you before. You know, people tried to complain about Wilder after the loss, and I showed you how much he grew in popularity after the loss, right? And I used Google Trends for that. What is Google Trends? The millions and millions of people typing your name in the search bar. That's recorded. That is showing the popularity of a person. So... It's, it's not only in the U.S. They give you every country that is searching the person and, and, and the percentile. So boxing would do well from its elite faces fighting three times a year, you know? Like, hypothetically, let's go per division. Let's, let's go per division, just the good guys, right? And that sounds bad. Just... The big names, right? So we'll go heavyweights. We got four major sanctioning bodies, two champions, right? So that's only two fighters. We'll pick three from each division to make it quick. So one, two, three is Wilder Fury AJ. Who's going to be mad if these guys fight three times each, right? You know, so Wilder Fury happens, excuse me. Uh, AJ and Fury are alleged to be fighting. That's two fights right there because they're going to have a rematch. So then that means Wilder needs to get his two fights. He's got Charles Martin. The rumor after that is Andy Ruiz. So then the winners meet. And that's their third fight each. But uh, you guys are mad. Well, no, you wouldn't be because they would have. it would have been a necessary evil, right? But there's going to be an argument. Someone's going to say, oh, while, while AJ's fighting Fury, why is Wilder getting to fight Charles Martin, right? Because they're not going to respect the level of opposition of a Charles Martin, right? Because most people don't know shit about boxing. Cruiserweight division. 
really in desperate need of these guys fighting three times. You know, if McAboo fought three times, we'd probably be praising him a whole lot more because he's the most, I mean, fixed figure outside of Meredith Britis, right? In this division, Christoph Glowacki is a known name, but he's on the out and he's fighting a Coley who's on the up. So again, if the if, if any of these top guys fought three times in one year, we would at least talk about the fucking cruiserweight division, which we don't. All right, moving on. Light heavyweight, same thing. When's the last time Arthur better be fought? Oh yeah, I'll tell you when he unified. Now he's signed to fight some dude I never heard of before. Let me see if he's even on the fucking rankings. Right? It's something like D E N I E S or some weird. I don't even know who he's fighting, bro. I never heard of Denise or. Whoever he is, I never I don't even see him on none of these sanctioning bodies. Whoever he's about to fight right now. Let's 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 search. I'm gonna Google it because I'm telling you, I don't see the dudes. Oh, there he goes. Adam. That's who he's fighting. Somehow the number six is fighting him, but no one's no one's got the pitchforks and the and in the flame out for uh Arthur Betterby, right? It's okay because he's coming off COVID and a long layoff. But it wasn't okay for Canelo to come off a long layoff. And, and 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 the covid not that he had it but covid itself right was 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 around for that whole year after uh the kovalev fight he went into the callum fight but he got he got hatred for fighting callum who was the number one no one cares that arthur better be the unified champ right the better beast oh that's who canelo should have fought so he's gonna get a pass because he's fighting who the fuck exactly is that someone help me please Tell me who, who who is that? So again, if Arthur fought three times and Gilberto maybe fucking fought three times, right? We care. When's the last time John Pascal fought? And I'm just trying to show you a trend, man. If people can follow what Canelo is doing, we would have a better sport other than rather than you guys breaking him down for what he's doing. You know, I'm going to have to call Brian myself. Is he not there? Brian. Oh, email me. Alright, right, champy. Email. Let me see here. Sorry, I'm flying solo. These dudes are um Yeah, I don't know. I'm I mean I'm here and they're saying they're there, but we don't see them. Let's try this. And then let me email this to Brian. Sorry, fellas, again. Solo Dolo. Scarface No Manolo. But anyway, activity. Activity, activity, activity is what I want from any of my fighters. Man, listen, Broner said he he's trying to fight three times this year. Imagine, imagine if he could, how, how, how well that would be for the sport, you know, how good that would be for the sport, how well he would do if he had some activity, right? He wouldn't balloon as much, right? The discipline would be hard, easier to keep, right? So all those things matter, man. When's the last time Robert Easter fought, man? What about Mikey? He ain't fought since last year, March, man, versus Vargas. I'm just telling y'all, 
if we stop putting this unfair um you know standard on these fighters to 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 have to fight a top three guy every single time we would get a better sport man a more appealing sport you know you got to remember that every time wilder has to fight a fury it's expensive you know so you can't fight a top three fighter every time because you got to come up with the purses for that and you know it it just becomes more difficult so if you can make two big fights and one you know decent fight you know I, i i don't see how that would be an issue or why it should be an issue uh we should be giving praise to anybody trying to fight this much on this level on this level though let's make that clear you know you could fight six times a year if you just some prospect coming up you know what i mean i mean canelo i believe he said in 2010 maybe he fought 14 times right or 2007 or something like that i gotta check the article but you know he told michael coppinger look I, i fought 14 times in this year so um Obviously, we're not talking about that sort of opposition or or when you're on that level. We're talking about when you arrive, when people know your name and they care about you. You need to remain active to stay in the news cycle. Keep it fresh. You know? <laughs> Keep it fresh. But... um let's see here let's see here i'm still waiting on brian he's definitely ready told me to email him hopefully we're ready to go and uh we should rock and roll let's see is this it hey brian what's up what's up buddy how are you man good morning good morning how you doing i'm good i'm good happy to have you sorry about last uh the last interview we had scheduled did uh, the uh, you know internet issues technical difficulties all that good stuff listen today uh i want to talk about your broner interview but uh right before we do that obviously we're talking canelo alvarez and a couple of headlines the first one is timothy bradley's uh very adamant that if canelo doesn't knock out yeardom he isn't pound for pound that, that yeardom is and i quote a punching bag um but the but Michael Coppinger and the Athletic wrote an article where they say we should be praising Canelo due to the fact that he's staying this active. When he fights year on February 27th, he would have been it would have been 70 days since his last fight, and uh, you know it would be three fights in this calendar year because he'll be fighting Yeardum. He signed a two fight deal with Matchroom. This official now, so he means in in Cinco de Mayo it's Billy Joe, and we had Caleb Plant on the show, and you know. He's looking to get the mandatory with Truax out the way so that he can be free to fight in September with Canelo. So, I mean, in a sport where we need the faces of boxing to be out there, is Coppinger right? Should we be praising Canelo for fighting as much as he is? Well, you know, I I don't know about praise is uh, the right word. I I think that, you know, for the, for the the lifeblood of the sport, I think we should be happy that our top stars want to be active and not go the route of I'm just going to fight once a year. Um, and you're right, you know we we just did we just interviewed Caleb Plant uh, for the Last Stand podcast, and that's exactly what he said, uh, as you pointed out. Uh, 
the reason why he's fighting Caleb Truax, he said, I want to get all of my mandatories out of the way. The IBF is really strict about that because that leaves me the rest of the year for nothing but unification fights and big fights. And in his mind, a big fight is Canelo. And um, listen, he, he's adamant that that's a fight that will happen uh, this year. I think it. I think it is a good thing that Canelo is going to be active. Is going to fight in February. Uh, intends to fight on Cinco de Mayo, and then intends to fight at the end of the year. That's good for the sport. Um, and listen, when whether it's Benavidez, whether it's Caleb Plant, whether it's Charlo, those are the fights we want to see uh, with those guys, especially in that weight division. Let me ask you the Benavidez question because he's getting, um, I think he's getting a lot of praise, right? Like all the articles, the chat rooms, everyone is saying, why Yeardum? Why not Benavidez? Even to plant, like we had him on for, I don't know, maybe an hour and all the questions coming from the people are, are you going to fight Benavidez? Why don't yeah. you fight Benavidez? When is the Benavidez fight going to happen? Like, why does Benavidez get so much praise and, 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 and the public is giving him so many opportunities? Isn't he still on timeout? Shouldn't, yeah. shouldn't he you know, be penalized for, <laughs> it's, for it's, it's a really good question. You know, again, I can, I, I can go by, and I'm sure Caleb told you guys the same thing. You know, we'll, we'll, we'll drop the Caleb plant. Um, and as a matter of fact, we, we'll drop. We've got Broner out this week. Uh, Berlanga. His interview drops next Tuesday. He talked about David Benavidez. Uh, and and then after that, we'll drop Caleb's. And, you know, listen, I can only talk to you about what Caleb said. I'm sure he said the same thing to you because I said, you know, Benavidez has, has talked about that this thing, this fight has been percolating for a couple of years, and now it's time for you two to fight. And he said, well, you know, I hear what he's saying, but he wasn't saying that when he was the champion. Um, he was telling me, a one, you need to get a belt. He said, especially after he won it against Graville, I was right there like, yo, let's fight. He said, nah, you need to get a belt. And then he said, once I got the belt, I was like, well, let's get it on. He was like, nah, you know, I got other things to do. And then he goes, you know, he gets busted for cocaine. And then he loses the title again because he doesn't make weight. So he said, you know, why is it essential that we fight now that he doesn't have the belt, because when he did have the belt, he kept putting me off. And, you know, so the question I asked uh, Caleb was, will this be a situation like Spence and Thurman? Everyone wanted you guys to fight initially. And it seemed like Thurman had no intentions of fighting you. And then once you became champion and then Thurman was a champion, it was like, OK, I got to fight Errol Spence. I got to fight Errol Spence. And, and Caleb said, I, I, don't, I don't see it like that. I will fight him. Trust me, I will fight him. But I want him to get to the back of the line and fight his way back uh, like he's supposed to because he's the one who messed up his own self. It was because of his own negligence that he's in the situation that he's in now. And he, no, I'm not going to let him jump the line and then say, okay, I'm going to fight you next. No, you, you're in timeout, as you just pointed out there, Ness. Uh, fight your way back. You fight your way back. Let's get it on. Yeah, I mean, you know, to hear or rather read Bradley's comments saying that, you know, Canelo should be fighting Benavidez. It's like, so so we just are going to disrespect the rules. Like, Benavidez lost his belt on the scales. Mm -hmm. He needs to show us that he can, A, get that belt back and keep right. it. Like, uh, giving him the 
plant opportunity when and I'm with plant right like we've interviewed Samson Lewikovich on this show you know there's audio of him saying like we don't want to do the Benavidez plant fight right now so now all of a sudden you lose your belt and we got to get this fight no plant plant is now in the position to receive this option from Canelo why should he all of a sudden be the bigger fighter the bigger man for the fans and say, oh, you guys really wanted this fight for two years and he didn't want to fight me. And now, even though it's not a unification, I'm going to give it to you for less money. No right. way. No way. Yeah, no way. Absolutely. No, you, you hit it. And that, that basically, that was uh, his argument that he talks about uh, in in the episode that you'll see when we drop that in a couple of weeks. And I'll give you another little nugget that we talked about, too, was, you know, I said, you know, obviously, there's been a lot of talk of, of Charlo and, and Canelo. But, you know, could you see a Caleb Plant-Charlo fight? And he said, no, I've heard the whispers that Charlo, you know, wants to come up to 168. And he's got to realize that at 168, I'm the man. And he needs to come see me. So, yeah, I could see a, a Plant-Charlo fight uh, in the future. So I was like, whoa, that's that would be a heck of a fight, too. I would love that. Yeah, I, you know, it's funny. We asked the same question and... Uh... Yeah, he said he's the man. He's not worried about anybody moving up or coming into right. the division. He is the man. So um, I'm interested in, in, in Keller Plant a lot, man, because he is uh, very disciplined. Yes. So, you know, that reminds me of the guys like Floyd and Crawford, you know. Uh, those people usually have longevity. Guys like that, you have longevity in the sport because uh, they're sharp. And that's what yeah. we're saying about staying active. Uh, and fighting multiple times a year. Can you name, I don't know, give me three fighters that you would love to have three fights a year, even if they were fighting, uh, you know, someone the level of yeardom in between two elite level fights? Yeah, I, I think, um, I, I think, uh, I think obviously the, the guys who come off the top of my head, you know, obviously I'd like to see Canelo fight at, be a lot more active. I'd like to see, um, guys like uh, Errol, I would love to see Errol fight like three times a year. I'd love to see Bud Crawford um, fight three times a year. Um, you know, we, we did a we did an episode uh, that's out now with Adrian Broner, and people can go to Last Stand Podcast and check it out. You know, Broner said this is the year he he wants to fight three times this year. It's been a while. He feels like he needs to be active. He's dropped all this weight, and he said, "Look, I want to fight in February. I want to come right back again in the summer." And he said, and then I want to end the year uh, with a pay-per-view fight. So, uh, you know, I, I think, you know, whether you love him or hate him, you know, you need Adrian Broner in your life in this sport because he, he he's a character and he certainly draws eyeballs uh, when he does fight. Uh if you had to make a prediction, who do you think would be his three fights this year ending in a pay-per-view? Who do you think... You know, like, he, he needs to build himself up, obviously, to finish off with a pay-per-view 140-pound fight. Who's yeah. that dance partner, in your opinion? Yeah, that's that's a, that's the, to me, that's the interesting one, because as I asked him was, you know, well, then who is that one guy out there, Adrian, that you said, I got to get him in the ring? And his answer to that was, no, it's not a, it's, it's, it's not about uh, me picking somebody it's about what's the best option for me. And he said, you know, I know that a number of these guys want me on their record. 
And uh, so for me, it is about finding the best opponent um, that is going to appeal to the masses. You know, he, he did talk about pro gray. Um, that pro is a fight that that he could see that could probably happen, but I don't I don't think that would be a, a pay per view fight. It would have to be you know like you said somebody who is really really good there. And at one forty, you know you got to do a lot of thinking before you can come up with a a fighter that could, could make that kind of draw. Let me ask you: Do you think that? I mean, it's too simple to say, could he? But do you think that um, he has the capability to negotiate outside of PBC? Because the only the only pay-per-view fight I could see is once Josh Cheller and Ramirez fight, you know, and they have all the belts. Yeah. If you call Bob and offer Broner services, he can put one of those guys over the top. A pay-per-view fight on ESPN for yep. all the belts with Adrian Broner versus a Mexican and Ramirez. Or, yeah, that'd be great. Or a guy from over the, across the pond, maybe can yep. be done, but it would have to be with Bob. I just don't see anything pay-per-view worthy on the, on the, on the, on the. PBC side. No, no. Right, I right. mean, ba Barrios <laughs> is one of my, listen, Barrios might as well be my son. Cause I've been freaking, you know, uh, covering him since one and oh, I know his father and everything, but he's. He's not pay-per-view yeah. right now. But right. Francis, good morning in Toronto. Thank you for joining us. What's up? You got time for Custer? I got plenty of Patreon. How you doing, Mr. Custer? What's up, brother? How you? I'm thankful, man. Pardon my tardiness. This uh, homeschool learning with both kids <laughs> time is it's no joke, man. I gotta I gotta help my wife keep one sitting at the computer. It's <laughs> it's a workout in itself, man. <laughs> but, I, I, hey, trust me, I got three at home, so I understand. Look, the good thing for me is that we have this fight this weekend, so I'm in the bubble. So we're, I got nothing but time up in this hotel room because I can't go nowhere. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Uh, thank you again for your interview and thank you for your time. I just want to ask you real quick on Adrian Broner. Um, did you get a sense from talking to Adrian that? Um, he has the bit between his teeth. Like he's a, he's he's a new man. He's really snapped out of whatever that he felt like trance that he was in. That he, he's really focused on one, getting his career back, and two, gaining a world title. Yeah, I think um, I think I I, I I got a sense that you know obviously he's on a mission to look really good in February. Um, for him to drop basically forty pounds was like whoa, and 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 to you know to give up uh, drinking. Uh, to give up partying, uh, which was, you know, his thing. I mean, he would he would work out and then go party, um, and then party and party, and then and maybe work out, and then party some more, and then not work out. Um, but for him, you know, whether it was all over Christmas, over New Year's, he did nothing but work out. Uh, and you can see, I mean, he looks in great shape. Uh, he he did say that he is adamant that he will be a world champion this year. Uh, he wants it to be at 140. Um, and, you know, my, the question I asked him, I said, and you listen, I'm, I'm sure you'll get it. The closer we get to the fight is, A, is this change for real? And B, is this the last time uh, that we will hear about Adrian Broner has changed his ways? And, you know, his, his, his answer was somewhat honest. And he said, you know what? A lot of it's going to be dictated on my performance. Because if I, I perform in February uh, 20th on Showtime and I look lack, lackluster, yeah, people are going to be like, man, that's just him talking at smack again. 
But, you know, if I'm sharp in the way I feel right now, I feel sharp. Um, you know, they'll know that this is for real. So, you know, I guess we'll have to wait and see on February 20th, you know, how real this change was. And if he was, you know, serious, he says in sparring, he looks great. As he says, people will see on the 20th that twin is back. And that's what obviously yeah. people who know him really well calling twin. Right. I love it. Uh, my next question I wanted to ask you was, you've been doing bubbles for football, for boxing, and basketball too? Yeah, basketball. Yeah, we do. Without being, without putting anybody in the bus, who would you feel like out of those entities has gotten the 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 the, the, bu- the bubble correct? In terms yeah, of I think I think I think um, I think probably uh, here at Showtime in boxing probably does it the best out of all of them. You know, football. You know, we we still have a, a, a we had a bubble, but you know we're at home. For the beginning of the week, so we get tested at the beginning for football. We get tested at the beginning of the week so that we can travel, and then so you're still at home. You know, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. A lot of times you travel on Thursday uh, for the game, and then you're in their their bubble until the game. Right. But you know, we, you know, there's a there's a few days at home where we just kicking it, and you know, things can happen, and things have happened on some. A number of crews. Thank goodness nothing has happened to me, knock on wood, but some of my colleagues. Uh, basketball is a little uh, more loose. Uh, again, we just get tested at the beginning of the week, and that's it. And, you know, you go to these or some of these arenas, some of them take your temperature, some of them don't. You know, they just keep you, have us, you know, in the, the upper deck of, of the seating, what we call the game, because they don't want us uh, near the floor. So it's a little more loose. I, I would say boxing gets it better. Awesome. Awesome. You can get to the questions of the people, Ness. I'll just mix it in between there. All Thanks. right. All right. Uh, we got a few. Israel Weber in Oklahoma says, Good day, Mr. Custer. Your show is becoming quite the reference point amongst us boxing fans. You have a friendly yet effective interview technique, and you make it look easy. In a two-year window, a guest of yours, Ray Leonard, fought Wilfredo Benitez for the WBC belt, defended it and lost it to Duran, won it back, and defended it again and won the WBO belt against Thomas Hearns. A total of seven fights. Long story short, are modern boxing fans shit out of luck? Because I like to say some of us are business fans, not boxing fans. Congrats on the rise in the boxing podcast world. And when next in Oklahoma, lunch on me. Oh, I love that. I, I, I'll take him up on that, brother. Uh, yeah, you know, because I travel a lot for uh, when we do basketball. So, yeah, when I hit that brother up, don't act like you don't know me when I hit him up in Oklahoma looking for some food. <laughs> <laughs> uh, next one is from King Amin in Essex. He says, peace champ, name your top five fighters from ohio wow Wow. um aaron uh i gotta gotta go with the hawk man um aaron Pryor is uh uh, he was a beast um you know james buster douglas only because i'm originally from columbus and you know he was he was the toast of the town for a minute um so you know buster would be up there as well um, you know, he wants all, all of Ohio. Um, Cleveland has is, is got a number of guys. Um, 
I mean, obviously, uh, Broner, I mean, you, you can't discount what he did. He was four-time champ, uh, four-division champ. So, Broner would be uh, there as well. Um, that's, a, that's a really good question. Um, uh, I think I think I would give him those three. Would probably be my 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 three three guys, uh, but uh, yeah, I, I'd go with those three. Those would be my top three. Carlito in the UK says, "What's good, Mister Custer? Firstly, I want to thank you for showing love and supporting my favorite boxing podcast. You are a real one. Of all the interviews you've done over the last year, which was your favorite, and which interviewee was the least engaging? Lastly, I got a list of interviews I want to see you conduct." Al Heyman, Tim Smith, AJ, Canelo, Eddie Hearn, Oscar De La Hoya, Ryan Garcia, love from London, Brian. Wow, that's great. Um, you know, I'll tell him the truth. I mean, we've reached out to uh, Eddie Hearn uh, about AJ. You know, Eddie has never responded back to us. Um, uh, Al Heyman, absolutely. <laughs> I, I will tell him I, 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 I talked to Al Heyman's right-hand man. <laughs> and his his response was Al was that he laughed. And so I don't, <laughs> I don't know if that was a good laugh or a bad laugh, but he said his response was he just laughed. Uh, uh, he, he said I told him you want to talk to him, and he said Al had a, had a, had a laugh. Um, so we we've certainly tried him. You know Ryan Garcia is a good one. I mean because uh, you know we we talked to Golden uh, Boy about him. And I guess Ryan has his own team and his own team just, you know, they just haven't responded just yet. So we're still waiting to hear back uh, from Ryan Garcia, you know, guys who I think was really engaging. I think um, I think Errol was always really good because we talked to Errol kind of uh, early in the summer coming off the, the accident. And, uh, you know, he was really honest, uh, not only about the accident, but about how he, he had maybe lost a little focus. Um, um, so I thought to me, he, he was really honest about it. And he, he spoke to us up for like almost an hour. You want to say the guy who wasn't um, as engaging. No, I think everybody who's come on wanted to come on and uh, uh, was engaged. I will say this though, Ness, the one guy who... You almost couldn't get a word in edgewise because he talked a lot. Was Deontay? It would be like blah blah, blah and I'd be like Deontay. I de no 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 no. Let me finish. And he would just keep going. And I was like, but 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 but. And he just kept going and going and going and going. So it wasn't that he wasn't engaged. It was as if I'm gonna say everything I want to say, and you not you're not gonna re refute me. That, and that one was your biggest numbers too for the year, right? Yes. Yes. Again, Deontay yes. brings him in, man. Yeah, he does. Absolutely. He does, man. Uh, he does. So it wasn't like he wasn't engaged. He was engaged, but he was like, you ain't getting in nothing edgewise. I, mean, I, I got in a few questions. You know, I tried to get him about Mark. I tried to ask him about the, the water. I tried to ask him about the suit. And he just, you know, he, his answer would go for a good 10 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> Not a minute. It would go for a good ten minutes. So you could you could only get a few questions in with him. All right, we got the next one is actually right on par with that. 
When interviewing Deontay Wilder, this is from Brandon Maurice in Cincinnati. When interviewing Deontay Wilder, you had a genuine look of concern and disappointment in your face when he was making his numerous cheating allegations. What was going on in your head listening to him say these things? Uh, um, I just, I, you know, those were serious allegations. And, you know, I, I wanted to, like, in it, if you remember, there was a part that I was trying to say, but Deontay, do you have proof? And he said, no, no, let me finish. And he kept going. I wanted to say, can you give us some proof? Is there something substantive that you know for a fact that you can tell me that um, backs up that, you know, Tyson in in your mind cheated? And, uh, and he, you know, his only answer uh, eventually to that was that that's why they're they are uh, going to mediation in court and it will all be proven then but um, that was what was going through my mind as he was talking it would be the same thing as if we were having this discussion now and you just railed uh, against uh, how bad you thought the sport was or showtime and in my mind I'd be saying well what's the proof that you have and that was what I was thinking as Deontay was talking about some of the things uh, the, some of the allegations that he had Nice, nice. Uh, let me see here. We got Coach Myers in Connecticut says, Hello, Mr. Custer. I would like to see you interview Cassius Cheney, an undefeated American heavyweight. My question is, would you ever interview Mike Tyson again? And how did summer 2013 change your perspective of life being a father? Wow. Um, I know. He slid three in there. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, okay. Uh, you know, with the Cheney, I think, uh, question, um, you know, obviously send me some information on him and, and let me read up on him because I haven't really had the opportunity to see him fight yet. Um, so I, I need to, you know, do some background on him. Uh, what was the, there was some, what was the second question, S? Second part is, would you ever interview Mike Tyson again? Oh yeah, so obviously, I mean, we we are, matter of fact, we're in we're in talks right now to to, to schedule Evander um, because Evander wanted to come on. So uh, we've been talking to his people to get the right day uh, to interview Evander. And yeah, as soon as uh, we do that, well, I definitely want to talk to Mike after that because I wanted to hear what Evander has to say. And then uh, yeah, so you know, if if Mike's people are listening. Let's get it on because we got Evander. We, I think we're going to do that next week, and uh, we'd love to do Mike too right, uh, as soon as we do Evander. All right. And, I and yeah, being a father was, uh, you know, obviously uh, 2013. So 2013, that was about eight years ago. Oh, is he talking about after being diagnosed with prostate cancer? I, and I, is that what I'm assuming? I mean, he wasn't specific. He just said, how has it changed your life? Uh, yeah, yeah. I don't think I think uh, that was the year I got diagnosed with prostate cancer, and um, yeah, I think it changed me a lot. I mean, I, I certainly don't take anything for granted. I mean, uh, whether it's professionally, whether it is personally, um, uh, you know, saying I love you uh, and reaching out to people who I care about more. I think a lot of times, you know, sometimes you're like, man, I'll call this dude back, or you know, I'll get to him when I can get to him. I'm, I'm Usually now with my friends and family, I, I make sure I reach out a lot more uh, after that day. Uh, we got, uh, I'm going to read, we got questions and sentiments coming from all over the place. I'm going to read a super chat that came in from Big Supermax Rodriguez, the one I can actually see. He says, thank you so much for supporting Border Wars in Dallas. We all appreciate if you were able to check out the event. 
Thanks again, Mr. Custer. We would all appreciate if you could check out the event. Uh, yeah, I think. Oh, you mean be there live? No, is that, no, no, is that no, what he's no, saying? No, no, yeah, no, much, yeah. I, nah, he just didn't put no? commas okay. and shit. He was saying thank you so much for supporting the Border Wars event in Dallas. We all appreciate it. Oh, then, yeah. then he asks, were you able to check out the event? Uh, no, I was. Uh, that was the weekend I was I was traveling, so I was doing college football uh, that weekend. But let me tell you something. I, I would I would love to come see it because y'all was in Dallas, and Dallas is next to Columbus, my favorite city in the world. You know, I've lived there for almost ten years. Uh, two of my boys were born in Dallas, so I, I like to say I'm a Dallasite. Uh, anytime I can get to Dallas, I'm there. So if y'all do it again in Dallas. You better believe I'm going to try my best to get there. Just make sure y'all don't do it during college football season. For sure. <laughs> uh, next one is from Ryan Mesa, a.k.a. Dempsey. He says, what was the first boxing match you remember catching your, you remember catching your interest and making you want to tune in to see it? Um. Yeah, I think, you know, obviously as a, as a kid, my, uh, whether it was my, you know, my grandmother or my uncle, I mean, he loved Muhammad Ali. So, you know, as a kid, you know, listen, they, I'm old enough to, to know that, you know, Muhammad Ali used to come on ABC, you know, on the weekends and, and Sugar Ray Leonard and those guys, you know, it, it, you didn't have to, you didn't have to have Showtime, HBO, none of that stuff. I mean, it was just regular, a uh, wide world of sports and you would see Muhammad Ali and Cosell. Uh, so for me, that was what captured uh, my love and interest into the sport. Um, but I'll tell you when I was, uh, I want to say college, um, when I saw, um, Corrales and Castillo, I mean, that fight, I was just like, when I, when I get into sports broadcasting, that's what I want to do. I want, I want to broadcast boxing. Uh, and that fight for me sealed it. Uh, that's when I knew that, that I wanted to do this as a profession. We got Ken in Haiti who says, what's going on, Mr. Custer? Custer in your personal opinion, do you mm -hmm. think we'll ever see Crawford and Spence in the ring? Uh, I do. Um, I, I just, you know, you know, the, the, the politics will always, you know, play a part. I, I do think that I get I get a sense that from a PBC side, they're trying to see if Crawford is going to walk away from the top rank deal, which supposedly ends at the end of the towards the end of the year. And they believe that if he does that, it'll be an easier fight to do. I, I don't think they want to do it with him still a part of top rank because then they know that it will be a long, drawn out, hard process. I think they want him to leave top rank. And then say, okay, come on over and let's do it. And you can get more of the money if you just come to the PBC. And I think that's probably the issue. Mm. Adrian Rowan in Wisconsin says, uh, do you think the next crop of welterweights will make the big fights easier than the current crop of elites? Um, that's a good question. I think um, as long as these guys stick with their promoters it's going to be hard i mean i, I think Jerron ennis has really got the tools to be something and you know i, I you know he is uh, along those pbc lines kind of leaning towards those and um I, I don't 
you know, I, I just who's it? Who's on the other? Who's top ranks? Is it Virgil? That's Golden Boy. That's Golden Boy. That's yeah. Golden Boy. That's Golden Boy. So you know, I I know they 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 can work together, but you know, it's like kissing cousins. They look at Golden Boy and PVC kind of look at each other like, uh, we we were we used to be cool, but now I don't know if I can trust you anymore. So there's always gonna be that that kind of stuff and it's it's just unfortunate you know I, I would like to think though i would like to think that maybe this next crop will will realize hey look we need to f all fight each other and uh it'll be an easier process i like it all right next one and we're almost there we got james valdez san antonio texas what was no excuse me What's your most memorable moment on Showtime's broadcast thus far? I personally always look forward to the comments from Mauro Ranallo. Mauro is, you know, I always say Mauro is a beautiful mind. He's a genius, uh, probably one of the most intelligent um, guys I know in the business. Uh, genuine, uh, love him to death. Um, and, you know, I love that he is... Uh, just as adamant as I am about getting men of color uh, to know their number and get tested, their PSA test for prostate cancer, he is the same when it comes to mental health. And he's, you know, unabashed uh, about telling his story and that, you know, he, he does suffer from bipolar and that, listen, mental health is something that is affecting a lot more people in this country. And I'm happy that he, you know, he's willing to speak about it. So, uh, that is that. I think um, some of the most memorable moments um, w would be probably uh, Mayweather fights. Uh, those were always big. I mean, hell, the McGregor Mayweather that from the press conference when we went from city to city to city and we do a press conference and you had 15, 20,000 people at a press conference to me was mind boggling. And um you know, when we got into that the arena, the MGM Grand, and just to see the number of people in there from, you know, boxing fans, MMA fans, to just casual fans, and the number of stars there, that was um, that was really something. So I, I would say that was probably number one there on memorable moments. Uh, let me slide in here real quick. Um, hey, Brian, um, Morrow is from, is, is Canadian. Yes, I grew up watching him on Canadian sports uh, uh, sports broadcasting. Uh, he started off doing wrestling, which yes. is crazy. Every night we used to get on, and you can't miss the voice. So to see him doing Showtime is absolutely amazing, man. Because I know the journey, and the struggle that he took to get to where he got to, and um, kind of like the same thing with myself. You know, he he got the opportunity. Another one is Cabby Richards, who's now for Bleacher Report. We yep. show this all the time. Those guys are, are like, you know what I'm saying, mentors. I like to call them myself, um, being opportunities. So tell them more shout out to him and keep going because we as Canadians over here. Every time we hear him talk, we're happy. We're like, yes, <laughs> yes, because we know the roots he's coming from. He's coming from, trust me, Ness, if you know where he's coming from, you'd be like, he put the work and he deserves it, man, for sure. Absolutely. I mean, if, even as a teen, I mean, he was, he was you know, doing this stuff. And uh, he loves wrestling, uh, loves calling it. Um, and you're right. And I, the way I, the reason why I really love him, he's a hip hop head. So you know, we always are talking about hip hop uh, in between the shows. So and you can you can hear some of them. He he throws some of it out when he's he's calling the fights too. Mm -hmm. So that's my man. I, I love him to death because he's really authentic. What you see on air is really how he is uh, off the air. 
Yep. Well, there's another one I want to tell you too, Brian, before. Adnan Verk is a very good one too. Adnan Verk is the man. A lot of people don't know about Adnan, but trust me. We'll move on. We'll talk about that another time. <laughs> we got Big Casual that says, which fight are you most anticipated, excuse me, more anticipated to see? AJ versus Fury or Wilder versus Fury 3? Uh, yeah, I think, listen, let's be honest. I think I'd like to see uh, AJ versus Fury. I mean, let's let's fight for all the belts and we have an undisputed heavyweight champion. Yeah, I mean, uh, I think we've already seen, you know, Wilder, Fury, uh, twice um if i had if i had a choice i'd, I'd whether it's aj uh fury wilder uh fury again i'd rather see aj fury and then you know maybe the winner face uh deontay wilder so that's kind of where i stand with that 40 thief says congratulations on all the success with your podcast who is your top five pound for pound man um yeah, I, I just, uh, you know, obviously Canelo would be there. Uh, I love me uh, some Errol Spence. Uh, he would definitely uh, have to be up there. Um, anyway, uh, would, would definitely be up there. Terrence Crawford uh, would be up there. Um, yeah, to me, those would, those would be my, my top guys. By, by the way, by the way, Ness, I know you are. Did, did you did you see Gary Russell? You watched that Gary Russell episode? Yes. Yes. And, and so what did you think when Gary Russell said, "I don't"? I'm going to tell you right now, there is nobody in the sport of boxing, whether it's the Errol Spence, the Canelos, the such and such, that has the ring uh, intellect, the physical uh, abilities. The hands be and the talent, the Mr. Gary Russell Jr. You can then he said, I don't care if you name Terrence Crawford, blah blah blah. And he just went off and named everybody. Arrows and named off. What did you think when he said that? I mean the same thing I've been thinking for the last five years. I need Gary to get in a real fight to prove that stuff. Like that's why <laughs> I, I jumped on the roller coaster with him. And I was going to jump off the, the, the cliff with him when he wanted to fight Crawford because I desperately need to see him try to achieve greatness again yeah, uh, yeah. you know because he talks like that but then he forgets that he lost to loma like yeah. you didn't beat loma you can't be this skilled great fighter that you think you are and lost to loma and then you know i i just never liked the whole sauna excuse because i like gary so i actually buy into it like Oh, you know, I understand it's your biggest fight of your career. You want to tweak everything. You hired a, 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 a strength and conditioning coach, and this guy put you in a sauna on the week of the fight, and it probably ruined things for you because we never seen him look like that, but we also right. never seen him in with that level of competition. I would just love someone to give him an opportunity, you know. I talk about Gary so much. The fact that he calls out Javonta the way that he does, and Javonta yeah. acts like he's never even heard of him. They're from, <laughs> they're from the same... They're from the same area. I mean, your friends have to be telling you, like, why are you letting this little dude call you shorty? You know, so, you know, then he's got, he comes at everybody. I mean, he's called out, uh, he was going to fight Tevin Farmer because Tevin Farmer mm. was talking like he wanted it, but then he lost his title. He's willing right. to fight JoJo, uh, but yeah. he, he needs them. All the fights that he wants are fights out of his division. Right. So, you know, we just need him to take a fight, man. I mean, yeah. I don't know, and now he has to fight Ray Vargas, the guy moving up, you know? So let's yeah. see. 
Let's see what Ray Vargas does. Because I, I, I respect Ray. He's He was a good champion at 22. He's tall. He's long. So he probably was busting at the seams already. But it's not the fight I wanted for Gary. You know? Right. I mean, there, right. there was talk to Broner and Devin and, 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 and Tank and Crawford. And now you're going to give me Ray Vargas. I'm like, Jesus. <laughs> that's, not, that's not what we talked about. You know, that's not what we talked about. But the last one uh, before we let you go is coming from Steven Chicago, who says, do you believe Showtime will bring back Showbox in 2021? What? Uh, they did that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, because, they, they you know, this, this was, you know, the, the show they just did here on Wednesday celebrated the 20 year anniversary uh, of Showbox. And that just it just goes to their greatness because there isn't any other show like it. And, you know, I, I give Steve Farhood, I give the creator at Gordon Hall, a lot of props because when they came up with it, they said, look, we want the top prospects on this show and we want them to fight the top prospect. That way we know that we've got the real deal. And when you look at it, I mean, I can't even, I think at this point, I don't know how many, whether it's 80, 70 something champions that have come through Showbox from the Andre Awards, the Errol Spence, the Gary Russell Juniors. I mean, you can just go on. Uh, Jerome Boots Ennis. I mean, all of these guys all came up through Showbox, and that's where they got their start. And look where they are now. So, I mean, that that I don't think another boxing program will ever be duplicated to what Showbox has done for the sport. Um and done for Showtime. So, yeah, they look, they just celebrated 20 years, and they intend to, to go for another 20. Uh, I'm sure your water, water cooler gets a lot more conversation than ours. Uh, any chatter about possibly uh, bringing Devin back? I know his contract is up in April. You know, have you overheard maybe an Espinosa say he's going to be paying attention? Does the network want to be back in that Devin Haney business? I mean, it does make sense. Again, if you're looking for that pay-per-view fight that Broner spoke of on your interview, maybe yep. Devin is the pay-per-view fight at 140 for Broner. Yeah, I think, I listen, I, I know for a fact that, you know, Steven is an aggressive guy and is all about always enhancing showtime showtime championship boxing and making it better uh he, he listen he even made it he made no secrets that once canelo said i wanted out the golden boy he was like hey look you want to come on back let's go let's talk and you know obviously canelo went a different route but uh trust me yes i'm sure he's he's kept his ears uh to the ground and knows that hey look Devin, if you want to come on over and you know you were with us initially showbox is Devin Haney. He started there that they would certainly love to have him back. Um, and, and I, am sure he's, he's, he's inquired and, and it'd be something that if, if Devin Haney becomes a free agent, like many think, then, uh, I'm sure he'll be, he'll put in a phone call because I, I, I know for a fact that Gordon Hall still keeps in touch with Bill Haney a lot. Mm. Yeah. You know, Bill, Bill definitely said that, um, he wouldn't mind staying with the zone, but every businessman picks up the phone. You got to right. listen to the offers, you know? You got to, bro. You got to. It's imperative. It is imperative. 
I got a few questions to Brian, if, if you'd allow me. Just before he gets out of here, real quick, Mr. Custer, thank you very much again for your time. Um, I have a few questions. I want to put your fan hat on for a quick second. Like, yeah. I'm going to throw five names at you. I want you to give me, um, and if you can't, that's okay, your generational talent, you, the person you feel will be that Floyd Mayweather of the generation. Shakur Stevenson, Devin Haney, Ryan Garcia, Tiafima Lopez, and Javante Tank Davis, from your perspective. Uh, I think... Uh, from a talent perspective, uh, I think, uh, and you forgot about a Jerron Boots Hennis too. Boots. Yeah, the reason why I said that because they were talking about the 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 Fab Four of this of this. Oh, okay. So I just kind of threw Shakur yeah. in there. One is the up and coming right behind. Yeah. I, I think um, from a talent from a talent perspective, um, Shakur is mm, man. I like Shakur. Uh, I really like that kid. Uh, I think he can fight. And you can look at his body and you can tell that he's probably going to be moving, you know, whether it's 130, 135 to 140. You know, he, he you can see that he will eventually uh, go to a number of those divisions and make noise in all of them. I don't I think I think I think Tank is like the mini Mike Tyson of this era. He is. He just has that aura that people generate, uh, they gravitate to, and then in his fights, no matter who he's in the ring with, they just they're just exciting. And it was kind of like with Mike. I think he he's he's like that. Um, you know, Ryan has that has that Oscar uh, that Oscar appeal. He's like a mini Oscar De La Hoya. Uh, maybe maybe his following isn't as large, but right. it's, it's growing. It's growing and. Tiafimo is like <laughs> to me. Tiafimo is like the working man fighter. Fighter, you know what I mean. He is blue collar. Um, I'm coming to take over. Um, brash, uh, but you know, you know, you better, you better bring your lunchbox and buckle up your chin strap when you get in the ring with Tiafimo Lopez. That's kind of how I see all those guys. Right. Okay. My last two questions I wanted to ask you. One being, in between. In between commercial breaks and and what is your go to snack that you like to have? Skittles. Skittles. Like the the, my, the floor the floor manager will tell you, yo, the only you they just all I need is a bag of Skittles. Just have a bag of Skittles up there, and I I love to eat Skittles. Uh, as soon as that as soon as I throw it to Mo and they start the fight, I'm sitting up there and I'm I'm eating Skittles, man. Eating Skittles, drinking water. Watching the fights. That, that's it. They just, I usually have two bags of Skittles up there uh, to get through the night. Do you on your Marshawn Lynch? Got it. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Yes. Uh, my yeah. second part to that question is there any particular music that you, that you play before you guys go live to get your, to get you in that groove? Uh, for me, yeah. you know, usually I'm, I'm listening to some Drake or uh, more, more like at the very beginning, like uh, uh, after I get out of makeup and I'm getting ready. To walk to the set, I like to listen to uh, uh, Diddy and uh, B.I.G. I think it what is it, Victory? Yeah, yeah. For me, that's I mean that just so you did it get you hype. You did it, bop it all the way to the set. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> hey, the sun don't shine forever. And I'll be like, yeah, here we go. We about to go. Let's go. Let's get this on. Let's let's fight. So yeah, that's for me. That's that's my go-to music. Right as soon as I get out of makeup, and they're like, yo, let's get on the set. I hit that had to hit that bad boy and I'm like, okay, I'm ready. I rock. Let's do this. My last one I want to ask you is will we ever get an opportunity to see 
Mr. Brian Custer put them gloves on and put on a show for the people. Oh, you but know, you got some hands too. We, we yeah, if you, hands. If you you come out if you come out to um, you come out somewhere out there, uh, Oakland, New Jersey, where I usually go out and go out and train. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I see I see sweets there all the time. You know, I know Shadesha has been uh, training and, and working, and you know, I usually see her out there. Um, but yeah, I, I, I usually kind of keep it to myself. You know, I'm older now, man. You know, I, I, I try to be a calm man. You know what I mean? I don't, I ain't trying to, I ain't trying to hurt nobody. Uh, we've had too much animosity going on in this world right now. So I usually kind of keep it to myself. I like to train by myself now and, and uh, just do my thing, man. But yeah, I'm not trying to, at this point, you, you'll see once you get older, man, you ain't trying to impress nobody. You already know what you got. So I don't need to be putting that on the gram, what I'm doing and whatever. You know what I mean? I leave that to the guys who get who get paid to do it. And for me now, it's just more of a, more of a lifestyle to stay in shape. <laughs> I love it. That's it for me, Ness. <laughs> yeah, no, that's all our questions. Brian, man, I want to thank you, as always, for coming on the program, talking some boxing with you. Wish you uh, continued success and uh, can't wait to get you back on, brother. Hey, man. Thank you, Ness. You know, I love you cats, man. And listen, I always tell people, man, make sure y'all hit me up. Uh, IG and Twitter at BCusterTV. And then uh, go to the Last Stand podcast on YouTube. Make sure you subscribe. You can, If you love it, uh, you can contribute to the show. $2, $5, whatever you want to do. Uh, our website is LastStandSports.com. Brian, man, thank you Appreciate once again. You, thank you. Uh, keep getting those those tough interviews, man. You give us plenty of content to talk about. Cool. Uh, you know, I, I, I'm definitely going to keep uh, the, the Al Heyman interview and the boxing prayers there, man. Because somebody, somebody needs to get it, you know. I would love Please. it. But uh, listen, if anybody's going to get it, it's definitely going to be. What about an Espinosa? You haven't had him on there. I, you know, I hadn't, had, and that's here's the crazy thing is, do you want me to do Espinosa? I was like, well, he's the boss, and we, you know, Espinosa talks all the time. Do people really want to hear from Espinosa? I, I mean, do. I do. Yeah. Okay. You know, I okay. Love, I love it's the, the questions business. that you ask, Brian. And my, okay. my Mr. Cus, yeah. the questions you got to give him the questions that, you know what I mean? That 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 yeah. are not gonna, they're not going to have an easy answer for him. You got okay. to. All right. Well, we, you know what? I'm I'm a talk. matter of fact, we have a talent meeting because we do have a great fight. Hey. Stephen Fulton and Angela Leo is a really good fight. Mm -hmm. and, and don't sleep on Raiz Aleem and Pausias. That The co-main is going to be a good fight, too. Yeah. Um, and then Raleigh Romero has got Paul, though. And listen, Romero got that got that win last time. And I don't think there was anybody who watched that fight and thought Romero should have won that fight. So he knows he's got to have a better showing. That's going to be the first fight. It's a really good card that we got uh, this weekend, and so we have a talent meeting here in another two hours. So you know what? I may have to talk to Espinosa and be like, "All right, man, it's, it's about time that you you get on this hot seat and step into side this last stand podcast." Yeah, man. You Love know, uh, I don't know if it's something that you're interested in, but maybe you should consider doing some of those interviews, like when you're there versus virtually, like. If Espinosa's there, why not sit down and, and record yeah. you next to him, you know, yeah. doing it. And it's still an upload. We are still going to consume it. Yeah. It's still going to help you grow, you yeah. know, and, 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 and we're still going to use those quotes for our own show. So, yeah, the more content, the better, uh, because you're, you're definitely making headlines with the interviews, man. So we appreciate what you do because it keeps us talking seven days a week here on our show for uh, our hardcores. But Brian, man, thank you once again. And then, like I said, we'd love to get you back on. 
Cool. Much love to y'all. Y'all have a great day. I want to ask you some basketball, but I'm going to hit you up personally. This is a boxing show, but that James Harden move, I got to get your take on it, but not right now. (laughs) (laughs) Appreciate y'all. All All right. There you have it, ladies and gentlemen. Brian Custard uh, from the Last Stand podcast. We're going to send him some good vibes and hope that he could bang out that uh, Al Heyman interview. That would be fantastic for the boxing world. We would be talking that years, years, and years to come. You know, (laughs) sit down with Al is is great. Um, So, listen, uh, I don't know if you were listening while you were getting the kids ready and stuff like that, but we're basically talking Canelo uh, and Mm -hmm. the fact that Timothy Bradley is saying Canelo wouldn't be considered pound for pound if he can't knock out Yeardum, who, and I quote, Bradley calls a punching bag. Uh, I think that the counter to this argument uh, that that Canelo isn't fighting anybody because that's all in the links I sent you. Bradley feels he's not fighting top opposition. He should get a knockout because this dude's not on his level. And if he doesn't, he's not pound for pound. But then you got Michael Coppin just saying, hey, why are we not praising this dude who's actually fighting, you know, his second fight within 70 days? He's going to be fighting three fights in one year. And he's going to be undisputed or attempt to do that. Um, so I, I just think that, like, some fights are necessary evils. You know, Oscar fought Stevie Forbes and, and, and Floyd fought Sean Bay Mitchell. And even an Arturo Gotti, right? Like, obviously, people will, are going to get mad and say that I'm comparing Gotti to Yeardum, which I'm not. Yeah. But uh, that apple wasn't too far from the tree. Well, I'm, I'm going to answer like this. I'm going to answer like this. To Bradley, definitely capping. Because boxing is boxing, you um you def and that's in my opinion, by the way. I, I definitely feel like um him not knocking out Yildrum again. Some fighters come in there and they know how to to survive. They know how to last the rounds and 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 and, and not get too hurt. And uh, to Mike Coppinger, to me is capping because come on, man. Uh, I, you can't say that Callum Smith, even though being number one at one sixty eight, was a tough fight for Canelo. So the public are looking at Callum Smith and Yildirim pretty much kind of like on the same level in terms of nobody knows him. Now that might be a little rough for them to feel that way, but that's how they, that's how the public is looking at it. So whether it was 60 days, 30 days, the turnaround to them don't seem to be too significant going from Callum Smith to Yildirim. So that's why nobody's giving Canelo the credit for it. And being undisputed is always something that you, you want in the sport. So why didn't he try to do it before? Why now? So that's how a lot of people are looking at it. That's my take on it um, as well. Yildrum, does he need to knock him out? It would be nice to knock him out, but if he doesn't, I mean, it's boxing. People know how to survive, but he's definitely not on Canelo's level, not even close. Because if Eubank Jr. is starching him, Canelo's supposed to be putting him in the grave. You know what I'm saying? For a lot of, be- lot of, be- lot of, a lot of better terms, that was a few years ago. And um, Bradley's right, man. Bradley's right. He should, he should get it, but you can't put that pressure on Canelo because boxing is boxing. A lot of things happen in boxing. That's my take. It's too much pressure for one guy. You got if you put that pressure on Canelo, you got to put that pressure on everybody else that steps up and has. Uh, that's a big fighter. Um, well, yeah. Listen, I mean, he punched on Yildirim. I mean, or he looks like a punching bag. But that, I mean, I like big fights. Dudes get up for big fights, man. They they do different things. They they work on different things. And he knows going there with Canelo, and Canelo punches hard. So he's going to do everything he can to last more than one round. He's not me, trying to get embarrassed. Let me ask you a question. What's up? We, we, we're proof for four Border Wars fights. Four Border Wars shows, right? We got, we got sponsor for four this year. Yeah. Politics aside, who's your four fights? 
Um, policies aside, okay, so after I'm not looking past my opponent at all. Nah, uh, you got he's in there, stainless. Next three. Next three. Uh no particular order. Yeah. Um Keem mm -hmm. from Florida. Um, um Keem from Florida. Um FYI, I don't want you to get stuck on King, but you wildin'. You ain't see that sparring I put out yesterday, King? Yeah, don't worry. I got you. Don't worry. I got you. Let me finish. Let you're me finish. You trying to get your, you're trying to get um, your Somebody else throw somebody else out there. Yo, uh, why, why you trying to get his little Sunni knocked off? King ain't, you ain't ready for King yet. You ain't see how he was coming under the shit. Like, you know what I mean? He, he, he slipping and rolling and coming under with hooks and uh, right. Yo, you tripping. My, my eyes ain't lying. My eyes ain't lying. Um, oh, you see something. Uh, Mikey! Mikey! I he I definitely something. want. I definitely want. No, nah, that's a fight that we talked about it from long time. That's yeah, why I'm yeah, bringing up. That, that's a fight that we that talked about before, from long time. But that was before you seen his development. Like yeah, he's, I I he's 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 on a fast pace on development, man. I'm serious. Yeah, I I hear all of that. You asked me my four fights. Let me get to it. Um, yeah, I'm if, if 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 Mario if Mario loses the show kid, I want that to get that get back from Mario. And so um, you want show kid if he loses the show kid. You want if he loses show, kid. show kid. I want that. Yeah, I definitely need that get back from Mario. Oh, and so um, he um Mario out here. Yo, honestly, I, I gotta give I gotta give Coach Myers a shot, man. He's been calling me for a while. Okay. I don't see no sparring nothing like it, but okay. just being a man, he so, called my name. I gotta, you know what I'm saying? So I gotta pull go. his card at some point. So here we go. Out of those four names, right? Out of Off those, the top, yeah. Out of those four names, who is Keller Plant? Who is Billy Joe? Who is Yeardom? And who is Callum Smith. Wow. And this is no disrespect to none of the guys I'm asking the question. I'm just going to answer the way that, you know what I'm saying, as Yildrum for me would have to be show kid because nobody don't know what he's done, right? So it's kind of hard to, to, he would have to be Yildrum. Nobody don't really know what Yildrum has done other than being knocked out by a Eubank. So let's put this start off there first. Um, Billy Joe Saunders would have to be, uh, would have to be, uh, who was the two other na names you put? Callum Smith, Billy Joe, and who else? Callum Smith, Billy Joe, Yeardum, Plant. Plant. Um, I'm going to have to say that... Uh, uh, Neither, bro. I'm going to help you, and I ain't dissing you. Coach Myers, <laughs> Coach Myers ain't done nothing to be Plant. Billy right. Joe or Callum. Show Kid ain't done nothing to be Plant, Billy Joe, or Callum. So I'm just showing the world that even you, with politics aside, you know, you want to stay active. You can only fight what's in front of you. And the mind subconsciously isn't going to pick for... Ex you didn't say Marvin. Mm -mm. You didn't say... Oh, after after stainless, I want Keem, Marvin, Middy. Right. Because that's the schedule y'all want to put Canelo in. You understand? Where the fuck is his year to at? Uh, Middy hasn't fought in a while, but yeah, I get you though. Nah. <laughs> I'm with you. Yeah, yeah, but Middy, listen, Middy hasn't fought in a while, but I bet you we look at a calendar year, what he got? Two years out the ring, so does Pacquiao. You know what I'm saying? What he got a year out the ring, so did uh so did Canelo when he fought Callum. So right. 
Yeah, you gotta be careful, man. You gotta so be you're, careful. You're saying the, so you're saying that you know if everybody has their own four fights to make, they're not gonna just off the top pick nope. four straight dogs. They're gonna p pick the Absolutely fights that they feel not. that are necessary. Absolutely. I, listen to me. I I yo listen. I know I can't say this without someone calling like nah. That, I would, but man, I'm willing to bet a lot that that ninety percent of the fucking people that call into this show or chat. They ain't taking four tough fights on the, on their respected level. They're not doing it. You're not doing it, man. It, 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 it. Listen, and you can do that. You can do that, maybe. You can do that, like, one year. You know what I'm saying? But that ain't going to be something that's always going down, man. Right, that's going to be consistent, yeah, like, you know, consistently find those yeah, fights. Yeah, no, you deteriorate in your body, man. Like, yo, tough fights are tough fights for a reason, you know? But anyway, I'm going to go out to the phone lines. I just wanted to put that into perspective, man. And if any Border Wars fighters call in, I'm asking you the same question. Because people got a lot of criticism when it's not all about you. As soon as we turn it to you, how you going to pick? Let's see how many people going to... Look, dudes is already never fought. You know, they got the nerve to talk about Canelo, Francis, but dudes already never in yeah. their life have fought, and they call in talking about, yo, I want to fight Mario off a loss. But you calling Canelo a cherry picker. A cherry picker. <laughs> Fuck out here, man. That's what I'm saying. Yo, before you, before you get to the callers real quick, before you get to the, the sponsors, you know what I'm saying? Shout out to everybody out there that's watching and listening around the world, man. This is the boxing force that's going through your headphones, through your speakers, whatever you're listening to. There's over 300 of us watching and listening wherever you are around the world. And there's only 100 thumbs up. Come on, y'all. Get them thumbs up up to 200. If there's 300 of us in here, we can definitely get 200 thumbs up. And while you're at it, go ahead and hit that subscribe button. If you haven't, tell a friend to tell a friend. This is TBV. We bring you the dope interviews and dope content. We're talking about Canelo not being pound for, pound for pound if he doesn't KO Yildrum. Give Canelo praise for staying active. That's what we're talking about right now. We're about to get out to these callers. Have your thoughts ready and let's go. Yes, let's do it. Let's do it. Yo, we're show kid, bitch. Let's go! Let's go! Let's go! I'm ready! These calls are brought to you by El Camino Electrical Services, experts in electric vehicle charging stations. For consultations and turnkey installation, visit us at ElCaminoElectricalServices.com. Raiders 5 Star. All right. No Raiders 5 Star? Subscribe to YouTube.com slash The Boxing Voice for the latest and greatest interviews with your favorite fighters. Remember to rate us five stars on iTunes. Yo, nice. I ain't say nothing. I ain't say none of these guys can't fight or whatnot, man. But I, I think in me is a whole another ball game, man. I've learned a long time ago that sports ninety percent mental, ten percent physical, or ninety five. It's about our thinking, and I know you feel the same way while you play chess. When you get in there, they're not all thinking you. It's IQ. True. I mean, yo, chess is a little different, bro. It's, it's, it's who's first to make that mistake, man, or, or who could capitalize on a mistake. And then sometimes when it's really, really, really good, it's like, you know, who could take a pawn? Having it just that one up. So it's, it's I don't know. But you got it. But you got it. If you don't see the mistake, how can you take advantage of it? And sometimes you see the mistake and you can't take advantage of it because you don't know how. 
that's also mental. But let's go on to the callers. Hold on, we gotta. Oh, you called him and he showed up. Showkey with a super chat. Four ninety nine says just turn into, just or turn. Whoop, just tuned into show. And my promoter went Bob Aram on me, laughing my ass off. Mario got food. I see you at Border Wars eleven, Francis. <laughs> Great with you guys. He said you went Bob Aram because you said you gonna fight him if he beats Mario. <laughs> My, my promoter, did he just did he did he forget that he just told you yesterday that after he beats Mario, he's gonna look for a new promoter, change yeah, promoters? Yeah, yeah. I know, <laughs> <laughs> I know, man. If you live in a glass house, don't throw stones, man. Let's go. All right, let me uh, get to Brandon, Cincinnati. Actually, let me get to all these super chats that we didn't read. Yeah. Sorry, fellas. Sorry, 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 sorry. Uh, we got... Let's see. We starting from pound for pound. Eric yeah. Cruz says, TBV in the morning. Best way to start the day. Shout out to you, Eric. <laughs> for starting your day with us. Canelo versus Yeardum last five rounds tops. Yeah, that's because Canelo's a true elite level fighter. Uh, and that's from Ronald Finkley. And then we got Texas Bulldog Boxing. It says, Nello picking and choosing mandatories, keeping my money. So you're not buying it. And, I mean, I, I can see how that how you how you perceive it that way since he didn't yeah. fight his mandatory in Charlo. Can't debate, can't debate. And then he says, quantity, don't beat quality ever with the, with the weed emoji. And he laughing out loud. So he's saying, like, yo, just because Canelo's fighting a lot don't mean I'm going to be happier. And, you know, to, to make that metaphor stick, he's like, Francis... Are you happy if I give you a pound of garbage or a pound of fi fire? You feel me? So, you know. We got Joseph, Big Supermax, you read. Ken Stone, who says, let's see AB versus Cletus Selden or DeMarco rematch. Those are good fights, especially to get Broner back in it. Those are two jam-packed fights for Broner and winnable. But the DeMarco fight slightly dangerous, man. He looked real good versus Stantillion, and I thought he won. You read Show Kids, Supermax back with another one who says, I'll give my ideal 2021 perfect world list. Jerron, Santiago 2, Mofongo, Eddie in the low 200s. Then head to Cruiserweight for 2022. So he choosing his four. And you see, Jerron or Santiago or even Mofongo and could, Eddie. Be, could be considered yeardom. Yeardom, Mofongo was knocked out. He could really be considered Yeardom. Santiago never won. He could really be considered Yeardom. And Jerron never fought. He could really be considered Yeardom. Eddie is the pedigree. Eddie is the amateur. Eddie been in with the monster and didn't get stopped. So you see what I'm saying? Even when it's on you subconsciously, you are going to protect yourself. But y'all sitting here pointing fingers talking about King. Nello, Adrian, Wisconsin, what up? So, we're not going to Brandon. Hey, he dropped what off. Up? I mean, he ain't dropped off, oh, but that's... Adrian jumped on top of him. Man, hey, hey what up? What's Y'all hear me? Yeah. We hear you. We hear you. All right, all right. Yeah, man, good show today, man. I always like when you got Brian on, man. Uh, he always answers questions really well. Um, but yeah, man, great show. Um, I'm excited for Border Wars. Hey, Ness. Do I just send that Border Wars money to your cash app, like the net, the, yeah. the net GTO one? Yeah. All right. I'm going to send that uh, in about 30 minutes. Um, 
Yeah, man, I'm just excited, man, about boxing and all these fights coming up. It, it seems like boxing is really kind of shaping up and putting the big fights together um, sooner rather than later. Uh, a lot of content, a lot of fights I'm looking forward to. Um, I don't think people should be so mad at Canelo. I mean, he's just doing, isn't Gildum his mandatory? He is so, mandatory. I mean, yeah, like, why are they mad? He's fighting is mandatory. You would well, have to do that anyway. Um, they're mad because... I mean, I think he's in the Floyd Mayweather. They're mad because he didn't fight his mandatory when it was Charlo. Okay, I get or, that, but here's or, or Dervianchenko, but, you know, Michael Coppinger has, has given us plenty of information. Dervianchenko was playing financial hardball as a mandatory. Like, you wanted more than your split. Or more than what Canelo wanted to give you. The point of the matter is, Canelo offered him five point five million. Dervinchenko said no. Canelo dropped the belt. Well, and too, I look at it like Ness, like you were saying earlier. at commented like a lot of people forget about the business piece with guys like Canelo and these cut guys. It. Cut it, cut it, cut it. I know I cut you in the middle of that, but I gave you hella time, um, you know, and I gotta stay on time because greatness is in route. You know, he's taking transportation publicly to get to us to train. So we need to be punctual. Brandon, Cincinnati, it is on you. Hey, hold another time zone. Just double back with our mind on. Can't play when you here, get your life stole. If you bring it here, then the price roll. Don't jab in the punch in the line long. I drop a pigeon at nine go. We slap with the fit glass and white go. This only happens in Ohio. TBC looks good. Can you hear me, Ness? Yes, sir. Yeah, first and foremost, I want to apologize. Uh, I neglected you guys last night, man. I allowed my, my girl to talk in and not watch the show, and instead watched that Keisha Cole versus Ashanti person title, and that shit was terrible. So I apologize, brother. I never neglect my boxing brothers again. But as far as the topic, um... I don't have a problem with this fight, man. It's just a mandatory quick turnaround. And if he's able to pull what he's trying to pull off, which is to come undisputed in less than a, in what, a year? In less than a year. Because he got the belt December. He'll be undisputed by September if he wins all his fights. That's, that's big shit, man. Four fights and four belts and four fights in less than a year. I can't do nothing but respect it. So, is the fight a great fight? No, but, you know, it's only one fight. And he got, what, two or three great scheduled fights for the rest of the year, so I'm cool with it. But uh, that's my call, man. Y'all have a good one. All right. CYP, what up? Yo, um, it, it's kind of simple, man. It, it's actually very simple. That's why the boxing world outside of TDV says this over and over again. You hit him at a two-year layoff coming off loss. No way in hell he should be a mandatory. People get stripped of their titles for having two-year layoffs, Okay. This dude got rewarded. It's all. It's only about you. And the blackout is real. The blackout is real. The hashtag is, is, is lining up and going crazy amongst the boxing world. The only way to keep the black athlete down is to not let him race. And boxing needs everybody involved, all races, all nationalities, to make the most money. So I understand it. I ain't mad, but it's a salute to the black athlete. CYP out. All right. Yo, Neo G Dallas with a super chat, five dollar super chat that says, "Old helmet head looking at Bradley needs to stop. Why won't he keep same energy 
when it comes to Bud's opponents. Nah, they give Bud the pass. Oh, no, all the all the fighters are on PBC side, so Bud, this is what Bud's got to fight. Coach Midday, what up? Yo, check the pre-pro. I am the unified heavyweight champion of the world. I know you're booing me because um, I whipped your fighter's ass, but, you know, it's, that's boxing. On this side of the pond, we're serious, do you know what I mean? UK Great Britain Boxing is on the map. Oh God, I feel terrible. I feel terrible that I'm living in your Red 3. Hey, yo, what up, what up? Nice yo, what up, what up? Yo, hey, I'm just calling here to thank you guys, man. Like, you know, the day at work is like, you know, <laughs> it goes so much faster when you're listening to the show, man. Like, any little thing makes me laugh, man. You guys are crazy. <laughs> so but, I'm assuming you're laughing at Brandon, Adrian jumping on top of Brandon. Yeah, like that's the you know little things that you say, right? Uh, you know when you live, you don't realize how it, you know the things you say and how it sounds. But you know that that's funny, man. Like Adrian jumping on top of Brenda, I said, "Damn, why, why?" Yeah, that's why I tell you. <laughs> Yo, but um, no, I mean like the the topic. I don't know. There's not much to say about that, right? I I don't think that you know, uh, Canelo is doing anything wrong especially knowing what we know right we know that you know the next fight is you know most likely for uh one of the one of the title and um probably like billy joe so yeah i can't I can hate on the guy and then bradley i guess like you know bradley has to voice some kind of opinion but yeah, I don't think that's fair, and I don't actually believe that he believes that 100%. Maybe he believes that Yildirim is a punching bag. That's the one thing that he believes. But I don't think he believes that Canelo is not pound for pound number one or in the pound for pound conversation. Uh, even if he doesn't stop Yildirim, I think it will stop him anyway. But you know, like, we we can't really say too much against Canelo right now. Like nobody's doing what he's doing. And uh, yeah, shout out to him. So, three fights. Yo, why haven't you had a a year them? You you're doing you're doing more <laughs> than Canelo. You you haven't taken a soft touch. Hey man, like you know you know that that's the my my promoter is a bit like Bob Arum. Like my promoter is like uh, Nasty Gibbs. He doesn't want me to take like no soft touch. Right? He wants to see me getting beat up. So. He's putting me in there with killers all the time. <laughs> oh, man. Yo, I, I'm just thinking about that. Like, yo, Mitty took on, what, your first one was who? Doomy? Yeah, Doomy and uh, JD. And JD the pro and then Elias, a, a, Elias, a, a, yeah. a pretty good amateur. Yeah, you don't do soft touches, man. That's that's impressive. See? See? Because I was going to hit you with the, yo, who? what's your four fights, politics and COVID aside, but... Oh, I, I can tell you. No, I, I'm and, I, and I know that you're not going to pick anybody soft because, you know, you, you're actually letting guys develop so that it could be a good fight for you, you know? so. But, yeah, you could tell us anyway for those people that don't know you as closely as we do. Who would you pick the next four fights? I'm going for whoever's got the top, like, whoever's number one pound for pound, man. That's who I want to fight, man. So, yeah, that's it, man. 
I, and I guess, like, you know, I can't fight against myself, so I'm going for number two, pun for pun. <laughs> oh, that's uh, Marvin. I'm, that's Marvin. You don't have to fight your... No, I'm... I'm. I, who's number two right now? Bo, you, 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 you number two, man. Yo, I I'm told playing, you, man. you got to gain weight, man. <laughs> Get, come in at 200. <laughs> no, I can't do that. Anyway, Slow him right playing, down. Like, all, that speed, <laughs> all that speed gonna be gone at two hundred. <laughs> yeah, at two hundred, I'm dead, man. <laughs> Let Later. me get right. to uh, Dennis in Tampa, man. What's up, good hey, yo. Carajo, what's good, champ? Just so you know, the reason why it also fighting King would be on the list is because I need to get back from Mario. Can't have co-hosts out here looking bad, man. I can't find a heavyweight to look. If we're around the same weight, I'm going to get it. Nah, listen, I hear you. I hear can't you. But, it. but, but, you ain't right. put Marvin in there. So that Pardon means me? you ain't put Marvin in there. So he didn't be the host. He didn't be the host. And Corey. And, and who else is tough at 60 uh, or, or, or 68? Like, yo, even Rob the Genius is a tough fight with all the punches he throws. So, so all I'm saying is everybody... We'll pick a year, then, man. Everybody will pick a year. Except Mitty. Except me. I can't lie on his name, man. I was saying his thing like, damn, this dude never took a soft fight. Uh, Dennis, what up? Let's what, go. Up, what, up, what, up, what up? What up? What up? What up? What up? Yeah. Are you ready for the fire? Don't do the fire, man. We are fire, man. Hey man, this COVID shots and other stuff that we're doing in our hospital keep me real busy. But I listen to everything, even though I can't get to participate, I'm here in spirit. Hey, check this out. I was just thinking about this. Check out Gary Russell that fights every fucking mandatory and then once in a while he'll show shades of fighting somebody worthy, then go back to his mandatory. And Canelo's the opposite. He... Uh, when he fights his mandatory, it's a scrub, supposedly, and then he'll go turn around and shock the world and fight fucking Kovalev, right? So what I think, he's going to fight this year, them dude, you know, and do what he's got to do, and then watch him come back and shock the world and do something big. He's going to fight Charlo, man, because that's his holy grail. He, he don't want to be looking like a chump. Even though people call him a chump, he always does something back to say, take that, and you remember that famous... Thing that he puts his finger over his mouth and tell everybody shut the fuck, shut the funk up. That's what he's gonna do. Yo, Ness, check your um email. I got that ref trying to work with us. Okay, so um, blessings everybody. I told you on Instagram, bro. He, he didn't hit me. I sent you my email twice so you could just copy paste because you must be sending it to the wrong email. Or, no, I fixed that. I fixed that, Ness. Just make sure you copy paste what I sent you. Yes, sir, I did. And, and Chris is there waiting for you to answer. And not, he has some questions because he's a professional not, rep. I have not gotten an email from you. That's what I'm telling you. Copy, okay, I'll try again. Copy paste the email I sent you on Instagram. All right. Yeah. All right. Uh, we're gonna go out to New Orleans. So actually, when you come across like a nice guy, but you're really a piece of shit. Hey, that comment. Come on, that was a piece of fuck you. That was a piece of shit. You know, we're we're doing we're doing live TV. Man, I don't care. What's the deal about? I'm telling you, mother. Why do you have to talk like that? Well, I'm talking to you the way I want to talk to you. You have a problem? Turn off your station. I'm the best ever. Yo, what's up? What's up? What uh, up? 
Always good interview with Brian Custer, you know. I hope he could show up to one of the Boulder Wars. Um, I'm not going to slander Canelo. You know, I'm, I guess we, um, he's done with, he, he's consistent on fighting, um, nobodies, but, um, you know, uh, like CYP said, this guy been off two years. I didn't even much know that. And he get, he getting, um, rewarded this fight is ridiculous, but, um, man, I really don't got too much on the topic. I just, I, I can't wait to see Canelo step in the ring and fight somebody with a, a better name, a bigger name. I'm tired of who has he fought. To not fight Canelo, if they if them names are um are going around the sport and them names are keep being brought up in these um fighters' name in their mouth and the fans won't see this fight, that's obvious. The next fight, the big fight. Do I agree with you about um fight after fighting this? And I, I I agree with you about that, but who has Canelo fought? And you brought up Timothy Bradley. I just went and looked at Timothy Bradley cut last it, week. Cut it, cut it, cut it. I, I don't know. Maybe he just waking up. I don't understand a few things. Who was Canelo file? And 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 this is what Canelo always do: fights nobodies. So name the no, nobodies on his resume. Who's a nobody? Because we gotta be careful what we say. Because all of a sudden, Fielding is a nobody, but not Tank. Because Tank mm -hmm. got the same regular belt that Fielding got, and Romero got the same regular belt that Fielding got. And I can mention so many other people that got the same regular belt. You know what I mean? You guys, I don't know, man. I don't know. You know? <laughs> I don't know, man. Yeah, that's tough. Y'all crazy, but, man. But, yo, uh, JB Cinema with a super chat, 499, that says, Canelo will continue to fight champions. Anybody else that he fights in between is just a bonus for us. Exactly. And Alex, super, uh, Alex Jones with the super chat, he says, I don't super chat, apparently, but you do, Alex. Probably not as much as CYP who you're arguing with. So that's but, why he's saying that. But, yeah. but chess. Uh, JT Counterpunch. Unless you be ready to cut it, cut it. But you give everybody else extra time. What I was trying to tell you is, if you look at the last eight fights, I just went and looked at Canelo record. And I looked at Timmy Bradley. We like, you asking, who is Timmy Bradley? The last eight fights he had was not no tuna fights Tim Bradley fought. You talking about Canelo being consistent. You can be consistent when you fight average fighters. I mean, the top fighters, they fight average fighters. They'll be fighting three or four times a year. But when you take tough fights with bigger names, it is a gap in between it. That's why you have two fights. So I disagree with that. Canelo is consistent on fighting nobodies, and he's been doing so it. He's not the fighting nobody? the best. Who's the nobody? Hold on, hold on. This. Hold on, this, because I know you're about to cut me out. Um... He's fighting, he's considered on fight nobodies, bro. This dude, we, we don't even know this dude. We didn't even know Callum Smith before his name got brought up on here. And we gave benefit, gave him the benefit of the doubt, and look what happened in the fight. He ain't use his height, he ain't use nothing in that fight. Like cut it, it, like it's still like cut it, cut it, cut it. You gotta understand what it is that you're saying, man. You know, you're saying we didn't even know this dude. We didn't even know Callum Smith till you talked about of, of of him on the show, brother. That is your problem, and totally your fault, right? Like if I don't know something, it's because I didn't educate myself on it. So like if I don't know about top politics, I'm not gonna talk about it. But guess what, Francis? I don't even watch politics. Right. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> but guess what? I do watch what boxing. So I know Callum you Smith. Know. So not so I know Callum Smith. 
Like the shit that comes out of your mouth is insane yeah. to me. Don't nobody even know Yeardum. Well, guess what? I watched Yeardum fight Chris Eubank all those years ago. I wasn't told that he got knocked out by Eubank. I didn't go to YouTube. This is what I'm saying. Yeah. I don't get involved in liberal, Democrat, Republic. I don't know nothing about that shit. I don't know nothing about that shit. So I can't bring it up. I can't tell you who's a good politician, who's a bad. I could tell you who's a good fighter and who's not. I'm not going to come on a show and lie. When I know right. how hard it is to do this job, I'm not going to lie and say that Canelo Alvarez is fighting nobody's. Now, I don't know what he meant when he said, look at Tim Bradley's last eight fights. Did he try to say that Tim Bradley was fighting tough fighters and not Canelo in the last eight? Eight fights, yeah. Are you sure that's how you interpreted it too? Because I don't want to be putting my energy on you. It, I almost felt like he was saying Bradley's last eight fights are tougher than Canelo's last eight. Is that me? Is that no. me and my Canelo shield just projecting, trying to desperately save Canelo in this argument? Or did he really say that craziness? Nah, that's what I heard. Mm -hmm. I don't always agree with you, but that's what I heard. And I'm not saying I agree with your sentence, but that's what I heard. Felt like he was saying that Bradley's eight fights were better than Canelo. So. Even though he said he didn't know who Callum Smith was, who actually went through the World Boxer Super Series, actually beat George Groves, was actually the number one, had the ring, won the Ali Trophy. Even though he didn't know him, I'm going to say that JT knows enough about boxing to know that the last eight fights of, of, of Bradley don't, don't compare to Canelo simply because he got Brandon Rios, Jesse Vargas, and Diego Chavez in the last eight. And you could even slide in Ruse line in there. So I don't even, under, I mean, that can't not be the argument. I think he was on our side saying Bradley shouldn't be talking because if you look at his last eight, he was taking some tune-ups. Maybe that's what he was saying. I don't know. But we got a few yeah. counter punches. I think we got one from him and another from CYP. Right? Right. Yeah. Yeah. That's correct. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's me. Uh, I disagree with y'all. I'm looking at Canelo record. If I go by eight, if I go, hold on, give, and give me some time. I'm going down the list. All right, we got we got Liam Smith, uh, Chavez. That's the name right there. Grenada Golovkin, that's the name. That's the name. That's three fights. Rocket Fielder, nobody. So that's two right there. Daniel Jacobs, that's the name. That's four. Serge Kovlet, the retired, that's five. Kayla Smith is a nobody. Hold on, let me get to Tim. Let me get to Tim Bradley. So that was, I think I said, I said four nobody names. Hold on, let me get to Tim Bradley. Don't cut me. Let me get on. I'm googling. He's googling, y'all. Y'all buckle up. Francis, you you need to be quiet because you talking about coming for Keem, and you definitely ain't gonna get past Stainless. So you need to focus on Stainless. Talking about you getting the Keem. Let's go to Tim Bradley. Um. <laughs> Uh, he, all right, Manny Pacquiao, Russian. Um, I can't even say this dude's name. The one that almost put t um Tim Bradley in a coma. Everybody knew him. Juan Man Manuel Marquez. Everybody knows him. Manny Pacquiao again. That Diego Gabriel Chavez, the one that fought Keith Thurman. Yeah, that was a big fight. Jesse Vargas is has a better name than Liam Smith and Callum Smith. Brandon Rios, a big name. Manny Pacquiao again. So. His last eight fights are better than Canelo's last eight fights. I'm going to get that sound bite. Remember my man from New York, man? A-Rap Money. Cut it. We get A-Rap Money. Remember that? 
That Diddy, money, of course. Yo, Denny had like one song where he was like um, jumping out the window or some shit. I know the hook says something about jumping out the window. My man jumping out the window right here to like, I don't even know. But this is the Canelo hate. It pumps so, so it, it goes through they fucking veins like a shot of heroin, man. Like, <laughs> like, like, yo, I literally screenshot. I hope you know. I was on point. <laughs> The minute you started talking, I was showing Canelo's resume. The minute you started talking about Bradley, it was already screen sharing for the public to see. You sound like a complete casual fan. Enrique should lend you his name for the rest of the fucking year. He literally used his own fucking words to say that Diego Chavez is somehow a big... That was a big fight because he lost to Thurman? Because he lost to Thurman, it was a big fight. Thank you. Thank you for showing your true colors. So you think Thurman is still true king, huh? You're holding him in such high regard that if a dude loses to Thurman, it's a big fight off a loss with Bradley. I love you. I love you. Thank you. Thank you. Then he said Jesse Vargas. That was a big fight. Jesse Vargas. See, and this is what I'm saying. These dudes don't watch boxing. See, I don't talk politics. I, I, I didn't see what Barack Obama was doing 15 mm -hmm. years ago before it be, I didn't I don't know none of that shit but I right. know what Jesse did 15 years ago I knew who the fuck he was trained with when he was fighting four round fights I was watching it you was not when he was fighting on Spike TV and he was trained by Roger Mayweather I was watching it you was not when he switched to Oscar's trainer and left Roger I was watching it you was not when he fucking robbed Jesse Vargas uh, uh Josecito Lopez on Friday Night Fights I was watching it. You was not. Okay? So you come on here and say, oh, he's a big fight. Why? Because he lost to Pacquiao on a pay-per-view? Or because he got beat up by fucking Mikey Garcia, who wasn't a real welterweight? Tell mm -hmm. us why your casual ass is telling us now that he's a big fight. Just because you want to win an argument and make Canelo look bad. You sound crazy, man. Y'all got to stop with your hatred, man. Y'all just hate everybody, man. CYP Counterpunch. Hey, JT, make sure you're in Florida, man. Yeah. Yo, for one, me and JT both know more about boxing than you. And secondly, this is this is true. <laughs> this is true. Timothy Bradley's last eight fights are better than... Look, look, everybody in the chat listening, everybody listening now, go look it up, put the eight together, and you will see that JT knows what the hell he's talking about. Secondly, Yeardum is probably, and I'm going to go on a limb, the worst mandatory ever for a superstar boxer. He, I mean, literally, could you imagine if Charlo was about to fight a dude on a two-year layoff coming off a loss? Could you imagine if Bud was about to do that? Do you know what y'all would be saying? And I'm surprised that the people from the U.K. are pissed off that Yeardum got a mandatory shot, but Dillian White didn't. Y'all are confused. Y'all allow this man, his narrative, to cloud you. Ness, calm it down. Cut it. Cut it. Cut it. Cut it. Happy that shit is over. My man adds nothing. <laughs> Brings absolutely nothing. Me, me and JT know more about boxing than you. No, no, no proof to that. Nothing. But I, I love killing them. I love killing them. We gonna put this hole in the ground with with, with, with every 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 fucking body I catch. I catch. Cause now, Cause now we gonna screen share everybody's last eight fucking fights. And we gonna tell the truth. We gonna start with Bradley since these two fucking liars wanna make up bullshit to the audience. So let's count properly here. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Nope, so that's wrong. So we gotta start up two more, right? So we gonna go where? 
Let's mm-hmm. count backwards. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. <clears throat> so he starts with Pacquiao coming off of Joel Casamayor. When see again, when you don't know about boxing, right? And you just want to call into a a, a a a boxing show to talk and try to I don't know measure your little pee pee, then you mm-hmm. talk shit, mm-hmm. right? But someone tell me he got a Pacquiao fight. Who who's not taking a Pacquiao fight? Right. Who's who's not taking it? Right. Who's not taking it? And he was with Gary Shaw Promotions. So let's go back so y'all can see. He beat the undefeated Devin Alexander. I watched that fight. JT, CYP, they didn't watch that fight. They don't know nothing about the curtains in that arena to block off so that you don't see how empty it was because Bradley right. and, and, and Devin couldn't sell out shit in St. Louis or wherever the fuck that shit happened. I think in Detroit, you know, right. tell Slayness to tell us how good that did, you know, but they didn't watch that fight. You motherfuckers right. wasn't watching that fight. You probably was working. You probably was working, CYP. I know you're a businessman. You was working. You was busy training someone, but you didn't watch that fight. Okay? You didn't, you don't know what happened, right? And then he fought Joel Casamayor. So someone tell me, how the fuck do you fight Joel Casamayor and you deserve a Pacquiao fight? Because we sitting here saying how Yerdom don't deserve a Pacquiao fight. I mean, a, a Canelo fight. And right. how and how Charlo and Andre shouldn't have to fight anyone to deserve a fight, right? Right. But it, I guess it don't change it. But but he signs to to to, to top rank. That's what they don't want to tell you. No, he he he's this tough guy. He's a tough guy because he fought Pacquiao. But he had right. to sign to fight Pacquiao. Say that. Say that. Say that he had to leave his whole team and change and sign to fight Pacquiao. The same thing right. y'all telling Bud not to do. Keep that same energy. But you a fickle ass, I don't know shit about boxing except per argument. So I'm going to say everything so the shit falls up on my face. That's what you're doing. Because in your Bud arguments, Bud shouldn't have to leave Bob Arum to get the big fight. But Bradley had to. And then he does get the fight because that's what happens. That's what happens when you sign to the promoter who has the welterweight champ, right? So he fought, so he fought Pacquiao and nobody thought he beat him. But you see... You see, you see JT and, and CYP calling to say that Bradley got a better resume because he lost to Pacquiao. He lost to Pacquiao. He got a better resume. What are the what are what are they talking about? But let's keep going. He loses to Pacquiao, but he really robs Pacquiao, right? But I scored it for Bradley. It's on right. record. It's on record. I scored it for Bradley. I took a lot of hatred for that. People didn't believe it. I thought he outboxed Pacquiao. I swear yeah. to God, I thought he outboxed Pacquiao. It's on record. He fights Ruslan. They're giving him credit for Ruslan. And guess what he did? What? He was so weak-minded, unlike Canelo, who doesn't fall victim to the hatred of his fans, of CYPs and the JTs, and the Timothy Bradleys of the world. But Bradley was weak-minded. That's what they won't tell you, but Nestle will because I lived it. Bradley took that Pacquiao win and suffered shame. His family got death threats. They had to move. So when he signed for the Ruslan fight, he didn't fight in the Timothy Bradley, I'm a boxer first. I never knock no one out in my life. Right. Style. No. He just he decided to say, I'm gonna act like I got power, even though y'all know I don't. Why? Because I have to earn your love and admiration back. Because you're mad at me that I was gifted a decision. And I I can't take the harassment. My family doesn't like the harassment. So I'm gonna give you back. 
everything I can. And I'm right. going to fight outside myself. So when JT said he almost died in that fight, somehow, again, JT's lack of boxing knowledge, he wants you, Francis, to right. now rank Bradley higher because he almost died that night. Does that make Ruslan good or Bradley bad? That he couldn't find the skills to outbox a brawler that Algeri found. Algeri found the skills to outbox the shit out of Ruslan and got a championship Manny Pacquiao fight, JT. But guess what? You didn't even watch that shit because you don't know shit about boxing. You just call in and you want to argue with me. Watch the sport. Again, I don't watch politics, so I can't tell you nothing about I can tell you everything about this sport. Everything. So we're going to keep going. He loses something with Ruslan. Yeah, Marquez, good win. Let's move on. Again. Again, loses to Pacquiao, but somehow his resume's better. Gets a draw to Diego Chavez, who somehow is a big fight in JT's mind. Oh, let's not, let's stop, let's stop forgetting the CYP said that JT's right. So he as well is in this ridiculous argument that right. Bradley would have draw to a dude that lost by knockout to Keith Thurman right. is somehow. Got a great resume in his last eight fights. The same Bradley that outboxed Jesse Vargas for 11 straight rounds and then almost got knocked out, if not knocked out, in the 12th. And that's what happened. Jesse got a Pacquiao fight for almost knocking out Bradley in the 12th. Did y'all forget? Of course y'all forgot because guess what? You didn't fucking watch it. You reading off box rec, man. But I'm going to let y'all come. I know y'all counterpunching. I know y'all oh. ready. I'm not. Oh. And that's one resume. I wanted to show you his, cause this the one you this the one you propping up, but this the all the shit you don't know, cause you don't watch boxing, man. You don't know nothing about Jesse Vargas versus Lucky Boy Omotoso and Lucky Boy killing somebody in the ring and, and, and coming from Lagos, Nigeria and fucking knocking down Vargas and getting robbed for that win too. But you talking about Vargas a big fight, cause you don't know shit about boxing. You don't know shit about boxing. If you knew something about boxing, you wouldn't be fucked. You would the minute CYP and you agree, that's when you need to jump off the fucking boat. No. If he said he, if he said JT is right, you said no, CYP, you know what? I'm done. I don't want to be right if you think I'm right. Because you know he always fucking wrong. Well, who who's first? Super who's chat, first? super chat first. Super chat says Dream Chasers with a 999 super chat says nah, CYP and at JT, y'all tripping. Super chat. Also, Ronald Finkley with his five-hour super chat that says only fight Canelo came close to being legit for me was Danny Jacobs. That's a body at 160. He's a cherry picker. And then it's, uh, I think, CYP first or JT. Oh, boxing expert says Charlito and Andrade combined are garbage. By that standard, laugh my ass off. And let's not forget, these two guys' favorite fighters won't fight each other laughing my ass off and i think it's cyp first if i'm not mistaken you know what's funny is that you got to go on a tirade for a dude who don't know nothing and don't bring nothing to the show you got to call names for a dude who don't know nothing and don't bring nothing to the show for one cyp it's arguably bigger than you on your own show you need four other dudes on your show to help you carry the show. Partner, why don't you do like Blue Blood and them and just talk by yourself and see who supports you? You need us, my man. We are a team. Whether you like me or not, we are partners, my man. <laughs> and I don't want to argue with you about my opinion. All y'all got to do is look it up yourselves. Put eight versus eight, and you will see it's not even close. 
this dude is lying to y'all. And for one, he said he was a he just became a Canelo fan. He said he wasn't rocking with Canelo back then. But now he's Canelo expert. Guys, stop it. We know more about boxing than you, and TVV don't exist without the callers. That's when you make your most money, my man, is when the callers get to talking. Cut it. Cut it. Exactly. Cut it. 20 minutes obsessed with me. Like, everybody who hears you knows all you do is talk about me. The rest of his call didn't didn't use any of it to defend his argument. Uh, instead, told you to go do the research. Like, man, goodbye. Yeah, super chats, real quick, that we forgot to get to earlier. It's cool with his uh, with a dollar ninety nine super chat that says facts. Any Canelo hates are mainly Crawford fans. Sad exclamation point. Boxing expert had said with a five dollar super chat that says, "I did I cry when Canelo couldn't fight his mandatory in Shenko? Oh, but when it comes to your guy, the river overflows." Laughing my ass off. Uh, JC with a dollar ninety nine super chat that says I knew who Smith was before the fight, a cherry. Yeah, a cherry that no one, no one, no one was fighting. No one got in the tournament. You know, it's it's funny. Regis got such a backing when he got in the World Boxing Super Series. You know what I'm saying? But 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 here's Callum who actually wins. No no love. JT, go for it. Ness, you um you chewing up my argument. I never said Timothy Bradley was a better fighter than Canelo, or uh, ranked higher than Canelo. I went looked at the last eight eight fights. Timothy Bradley fights were better than his fights, and the uh, Jesse Javargas, the the Russian dude, all them guys. I didn't say that was the best fights at the time. They were better fights, better opponents than Canelo picked in his last eight fights. And Francis, I'm gonna be at that border wars, and guess what? I'm gonna be eating my popcorn. Watching Stainless beat your ass. You talking about coming for Keem. You're not going to even get past Stainless, my brother. I'm just being honest. You just talk a lot of bullshit. I'm just being honest. And, and there's no hate to you. I'm just, I'm, I'm keeping it in the show. We cool when we meet up. But I'm I just wanna, telling you. I, I want to give you I, more on. time. No, that's your time. I want to give you more, though. Okay. What have what? you seen that we didn't see? Because we seen that bag for work yesterday. What, what? No, this is what I seen. This is what I seen. I seen Frank. Look, I called it before Mario. No, no disrespect. I respect Myra from getting in the ring, but I knew Myra was gonna lose to King. All that talking, that talking can't get you a win in a in a boxing ring. That's not real life. Francis talk a lot of stuff. I like the dude. When I met him, he cool, but I know he ain't gonna beat no stainless. But what I'm asking you is, what is stainless showing you that's making you believe? Stanley, listen, stainless don't have to show me nothing. I'm just going off my gut on this. One. Oh, okay. This, that, oh, that's look, all I wanted. Another thing, that's. Another thing, I don't call, I don't come, I don't call or argue with you. You tired to your opinion. You feel like I don't know nothing about boxing. I've been in boxing and stuff like. I don't know how long you've been in boxing. I got my opinion. You got your opinion. I don't call or argue about it. I, I, I did. I highly disagree with you with this Canelo stuff. Cause if any other fighter was doing what Canelo do, Charlos, Bud Crawford, any other little fighters, y'all go trash them for Bruh. picking an opponents that they pick. So right. when Canelo could do. I gave you, I gave you the extra time because I wanted your thoughts on the border wars then. But let me, let me tell y'all something, man. Y'all tripping? I got those resumes pulled up, man. All right, and we gonna just cause you added Bud name, we gonna write his name in here too, man. Y'all tripping, man? Y'all tripping? Everybody last eight, man. Watch how this shit sound, and I'm screen sharing. All right, let's stop these lies, y'all. 
I don't even understand how y'all doing this when the shit is on black and white. Look, we done with Bradley. We already seen like what the how the fuck you getting credit for your last eight fight? First of all, has Vargas ever been a legitimate world champion? Has he ever been a legitimate world champion? Or 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 or, or again? Or because again, is he pricking and choosing and saying Vargas was a champion when what was he? What what a WBA regular like like Fielding? Let's the see. WBA regular was a Let's WBO. See. Let's see. Let's see. Let's see. Let's see. Let's see. Let's see. When was Vargas a champion? Vargas WBA. Uh, wait, vacant WBC Continental. Vargas Dan. What's this? What's this? This is versus Oh Matoso. Oh no, that's not it. So when did Vargas get a title shot, y'all? Who did he fight for a world title? Hmm. Timothy Bradley, but Bradley beat him. So, who else? Pacquiao, but Pacquiao beat him. Did he have a belt? Oh, he beat Saddam Ali. He knocked out Saddam Ali. That's what it is, yeah. He knocked out Saddam Ali. I remember that shit. Right? The WBO, yeah. He knocked his ass out. I remember. That got him the Pacquiao fight. That got him the Pacquiao fight. Yep. And, yo, yep. and yo, that win looks good because Saddam came back to not, um, not knock out, but beat Kodo, you know, yeah. like, you know, at the end of his career. CYP back with another one. Oh, uh, okay. All right, look, look, look. We this is about Packy. This is about Bradley's last eight, Canelo's last eight. Nobody else. We gotta stick to the topic. See, when you go off topic, it tells you taking L. His best fight on there was Pacquiao, who's better than Canelo's best fight, which is Triple G. His worst fight is against uh, my my man Daniel Chavez, still better than Yeardum. So even his worst is better, and his best is better. And in the middle, stop it because. Year's never been a champion, real champion. Rocky Philly's never been a real champion, and Liam Smith never been a real champion. The only dude on this list that he, that what's the name, fought and never been a real champion was his worst fight in in the Mexican dude in Chavez. It's not even close. It's not the reason I say I don't want to argue because I know I'm right, but I want y'all to start being like me. Look it up for yourself. Stop letting me sway you and that sway you. Cut it, yeah. cut it, cut it. You can't. Cut it. Don't you get? You can't win the argument because you're saying his biggest win or his biggest fight is Pacquiao. He lost to Pacquiao. Like, how you giving a dude credit? So so then, so then look, look at what he's doing. Bradley loses to Pacquiao, but we're going to give him credit for losing to Pacquiao. But Canelo loses to Mayweather. We're not even going to mention that as the biggest fight. You, you heard him not mention that. He literally right. said Canelo's biggest fight is Triple G. He didn't say it was Mayweather. Why? Because he lost to Mayweather. But he somehow mentions Bradley. Bradley lost to Pacquiao, or are you giving them credit? Did you did you did you pick him to win in that first one? Did you like did he win? Like because I thought he won. I'm 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 one of the people that was willing to go on record and do a podcast and and be labeled as crazy for that yeah. first fight. Like I was there Sunday after the pay per view. Like yo, this is my scorecard. Bradley won that fight. I feel like he outboxed Pacquiao. You right. know. People call me crazy. Is CYP now saying that I'm smart and that he was with me all this time? Because I don't understand. Are you giving him credit for the robbery? Or uh, explain it to me. I mean, and then he talks about regular champions and whatnot. And what was Diego? He was a interim when he fought Thurman, and 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 Thurman snatched that belt. Yep. And, you know, Yo, so Sean Ferguson with a super chat, five dollars super chat. It says King Nello make everybody. Upset. I bet you he said Look that. Look like they quit in the ring. To me, 
that's how good King Nello is. I'm all over the place. I'm screen sharing everything. But but let let let's let's go through all this for these guys, man. Now 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 look at Charlo's last eight. It starts from Austin Trout, right? Austin Trout, who has to be said, his first loss comes to Canelo Alvarez. And then his second fight is Julian Williams. Then it's Sebastian Hyland, Julio Centennial, Matt Korobov, Brandon Adams, Dennis Hogan, Sergey Dervinchenko. Right? That's his last eight. Right. You go to Canelo's, his last eight. You can't put Yeardum. They're mad. They're putting year to me. He ain't even fight him yet. But that's cool. <laughs> Let's put him there. Let's put him there. He ain't fight him yet. Let's put him there, though. Uh, Yeardum, Smith, Kovalev, Jacobs, Fielding, Gennady, Gennady. Right? How many is that? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight with Chavez. Right? Mm -hmm. And Andre. Hey, what's going on? One with Luke Keeler, Selecki. Erica, uh, I can one day. Fox is what fifth, right? What's that? One, two, three, four, five. Cool yeah. play seven, six. Willie Nelson seven, and and Puncheta eight. Have we ever heard of Puncheta? Okay, okay. Let's see Crawford, Kelbra, the ghost of of, of Christmas ghost. past, <laughs> <laughs> the, the the shell of himself. Crab and Lobster, number two. Amir Khan, another ghost. Uh, the the one-legged pirate in Benavides is number four. Jeff Horn, the robbery, in number five. Indango, decent win. I love that win, you know, because Indango beat the Tranowski. I can't hate on Indango. I always liked Indango. So what number we on there? Six for him. Felix Diaz, gold medalist, Dominican, good win. You know, seven. And Molina, the the... The, the bo boxing's... Nah, let me not say that for a fucking Melina smack me. But, yo, everybody knows Melina. You know what I'm saying? What are we really saying here? We just showed you. You know, the people he's allegedly ducking's last eight. Here it goes. You know? This is Andre. Here we go. This is Charlo. I mean, what are we saying here, fellas? And the guy... And the guy, and the guy that's calling him a duck in Bradley. This is his last eight. Look at all the losses and draws on his... His shit looking like, you know, pot of lucky charms with all these colors. What's going Yo, on with these... With a super greens, chat. Shoki with a super chat. 499 super chat that says, Forget Arrow versus Crawford. My dream fight is Ness versus CYP. This has to happen Who's for the that? culture. Who's that? Show Kid. Show Kid? Yo. He wants to see you versus I'm, CYP. I'm, this has to happen for the culture. He got to get a fight. Yo, CYP got to go through so much red tape. The dude is a head case. Every time we try to get him a fight, something crazy happens, you know? He's got to, he's got to A, first show that people can be around him and, and we don't got to worry about ridiculous drama that we never, ever, 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 ever talk yeah. about other than CYP. You've never heard of a rumble, a fight, a smack, nothing in our events other than when CYP's name is mentioned. So first he's got to get off the no-fly zone list, which means, you know, this guy's a terrorist. <laughs> then once we can trust him, he needs to get a fight and get a fucking resume, right? The same fucking thing Charlo needs to do and Andre need to do. I'm the A-side. Yeah, call it excuses. I'm not the one that's running around here trying to fight everybody in the community. That's not an excuse. That's facts. You've had several, several public beefs. 
I'm like, I'm cool with everybody. That uh, you don't want to a, spill over into a, the event, right? Huge, you don't want that shit to come to the event. And a huge majority of the people have even been to my house. So I don't have the trouble that you have. You are the one that's in a street fight verbally on Skype every other day. That's not me. You could counter punch and say I'm lying all you want. We both know that ain't true. That call was greatness. So that means after CYP, all of y'all getting left. CYP, what up? Oh my God! Now you're changing the topic. Now it's about me being a duck. I'm a gym owner. I'm about oh, to I never called day. you a duck. I got Stop that. Listen. I never oh, called hold on. you a no, duck. No, 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 no. I no. Not not a duck. You, when a duck, I'm on a no fly zone. People don't like me. My God. No, I never. God. I never said I people more. don't I said, like hold you. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. No, 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 no. Let's 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 be real here. No, let's no. Real I'm here. not gonna let you add more. words hold and prolong on. it. No, nah. man. No, no, no. Well, let's I mean, be real. You, I mean, you, real. either you're gonna, either you're Come gonna. Come on, my guy. Is that what you're gonna do today? Yes. If you're gonna recite me, you better do it word for word. You're not gonna add words for me to then make some fake argument. I never called you a duck. I never said people don't like you. I said you have very public beefs out here. So, you know, remember, I hold the keys to the fader. They can't hear you. All the yelling you're doing right now, we don't hear you. You're either going to have your call and don't put words in my mouth or don't have your call. And I can move on and go pick up greatness who's ready to get in Border Wars. You see, a guy who's actually going to fight in Border Wars. He's not arguing. He's not trying to meet up people, talking about my friend. Matter of fact, I got to go. He's not talking about, oh, my friend's going to meet up and I can't control them and let me and you fight. And, oh, no, I was about to fight JT. Nah, dog, we don't do all that shit. We just have fun, do Border Wars. Dudes are actually really doing it. You keep saying, we, we on season 10, you haven't fought yet. There's nothing you can tell us. Nothing at all. You haven't fought yet. You had mad fight schedule. Then at one point, Mitty was going to fight you. The date didn't work. Like, come on, bro. Chill. I got to go. Nest GTO, Instagram and Twitter. Callers, unfortunately, Border Wars duties. We got to do this. Peace. Yo, you know what it is, man. Next up, Sports Talk. N-E-X-U-P, Sports Talk, IG, Twitter, YouTube. Check me out. You know what I'm saying? Got dope content over there. Don't forget to smash the thumbs up button and subscribe button on the way out. We'll catch you on the next one, y'all. Peace.